ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the week. Well, it's actually been a hot minute for us, Danny Curran. It's it been has. a while, actually. We've been busy little beavers out and about being electricians. So uh, we thought we'd... Uh... Being electricians? What? What's that story? Oh, it's like three wars. I, was gonna say, <laughs> I don't know about any of that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. So, But we're kicking it off. Now, this is one I'm excited for. Uh, we've, we've talked it up. We've been off the air for a little bit, so we'll bring a big game in this one. Um, we're joined by none other than Danny Curran. He's got himself off his deathbed. Oh, he's uh, he's meant to be resting up for Fink, but yes. he is uh, he is here with me right now. And then uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Billy Geddes. What's going on, mate? How you go, boys? How you doing? Hey, actually, Bill, I got to interrupt um, first off, mate, and I got to talk to you about something. I uh, I got a little something, something <laughs> for you. Oh, <laughs> oh, look at this. Oh, yeah. he did that live. There was a lot. Yeah, I did this live to actually prove. That I've been the, texting that all the money day went back. that he never turns up. So, ladies and gentlemen, the story behind this is we went to the King of the Strip, and none other than Josh Curran, the man, the myth, the legend, turned up with no money for the bar. <laughs> Who would have thought? But he did come good. Again, I think it was due to ribbing. He's turned up with the fitty that he's uh that he's well due for. So even due... yeah, my, my request he did it on uh on the show. So. On live yeah, show, yeah, so he yeah. did that. So I'm, I'm good for a pineapple. I yeah. I gotta go work for a couple of hours to make that one back, or <laughs> I'll just go and raid Danny Curran's coin tray in the in the in his uh in his Y62 after oh, this or something. Here we go. So here but we we'll go. go for that. But Bill, we have a very special guest for our first uh first person here. So I'll let you uh uh do our intro and, and welcome him in yeah we've got uh we've got craig lounsey with us today um uh he's uh he's in the wild card um car uh, yeah wild card car for the v8 supercars so yep. yeah let's bring him on in eh? it's so good craig hey welcome mate it's awesome to have you on yeah thank you guys it's great to be on and uh, it's great to obviously uh, you know to share yeah the news about the wild card car which uh we managed to finally get built and uh we tested it last week so yeah, looking good. Yeah, that's awesome, mate. Now, listen, you are a bit of a uh, a bit of a favourite with us Aussies, obviously all around. And uh, mate, it's awesome to see you back in racing. I mean, I know you, you. Let's let's take it back a couple of steps for for all of us that aren't super, you know, up to date. Keep us. What have you been doing since the? Uh, I know you've always been keeping busy with the V8, but what's what's the progress been here? Like, what have you been racing? Uh, well, to be honest, this year is, uh, I've been uh, focusing on the wildcard car, which is Sandown and Bathurst later in the year. So that, for me, is uh, something that uh, I'm looking forward to. So since I stepped down full-time in 18, um, just sort of been migrating into sort of more commentary. So like you guys, just talking about the industry and the, and the racing that I really enjoy, really wa uh, love watching, and uh, you know, seeing the growth of it, that, that's really the big thing. And, uh, and and doing a little bit of, yeah, cameo driving in the time. So, um, yes, yeah, so doing Sandown and Bathurst this year with Zane Goddard. Uh, and actually, Zane, he's going to be racing at Darwin this year. Oh, oh, sorry, this year, but in, in a couple of weeks' time. So uh, it's going to be really exciting to see him, how he progresses back into the main game and rubbing shoulders with the other drivers. And um, you've you've also been doing a heap of testing on the on the new gen um, motors from KRE too. Yeah, sort of. Uh, it's actually been a, a couple of years progression, to be honest, because um, the new generation cars, which people now see running around, is this. So we've uh, updated the chassis. We've got now got the Camaro and the Mustang, but we've also updated the engines. So 
we run the Chev engine. Uh, Ford run the Coyote engine, which is a big, massive, big block um, with the, with obviously the four camshafts, overhead cams. So it's a little bit of a difference, and it's been interesting to sort of see the transition of, of these new gen cars and how they've uh, or how we've tried to homologate and keep that parity going because we've gone from an engine. And uh, people probably know that a five-litre Chev engine, which which had eight trumpets, now we've got one one throttle body. To try and get all that into sync has been taking a lot of time. So probably the last two years, I've been doing a lot of the behind-the-scenes development with KRE, and uh, you know because it's now fly-by-wire. So getting the throttle pedal to talk to the butterfly, the butterfly talking to the engine management system. And to be honest, I've got to say that, uh, you know, since the test last week, I was actually at the race team today doing a debrief. And we did talk a lot about that driver uh, uh, progression of, of the throttle and, and how that drivability and how we can make that better going forward. Yeah, because um, one of the issues we had with a well, with a car with a single throttle body is when you crack that that bigger single throttle body, it, it, you know, you get so much air come through. Um, is is that something? Is a you know getting drivability out of them and and getting to to you know to 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 work correctly? Would that be would that be a um, would that be a thing that you've been wrestling with? <laughs> you you were in our debrief because that was exactly what we're talking about. Because you, you're Hold right. On. Once once Hold you up. crack. The- <laughs> the butterfly it takes so much lo- uh, air to come into the into the manifold and then it sparks up and so there's that delay so we're trying to preempt that in trying to to, to fuel the the the, uh, the manifold with with fuel to to then obviously compensate so for us it's, it's that heel and toe that downshifts and trying to keep that really sharp so yeah trying to um, uh, improvise and trying to, to to get in front of the game in a sense is really uh, being a, a front of our sort of you know everything so uh, and i think we've got our head around it like for our side of it uh with gm and that's something that we've been really working hard at to try and make sure the driver's got the ability to be able to when they heel and toe to blip the throttle to be able to then have that part throttle application working really responsibly and uh, you know so yeah that that's almost one big area that we've been working hard at well, we do have one request that we really we really might need to make sure they blow big flames and make a big bang when when you downshift too. That's a big thing. We need that. Well, we do, and that's that's also the other thing is now with the new gen cars, we got such a little short exhaust that comes out the passenger side. We do have a lot of flames that come out because we still got a lot of overrun. So again, trying to trying to map all that and get that sorted with KRE and supercars because yeah. also people got to remember every time KRE or Ford build an engine supercars have got to independently dyno them so it's something that we again we're just trying to keep that parity really tight so every time that uh, kenny mack builds an engine that goes down to super they dyno it they put the little seals on them they sent they ship them out to uh, to race team so it's a it's a it's a bit of a process but it's a good one yeah yeah and i was talking to kenny the other day about it he said that you know they're getting some uh, really good time on these uh, on these motors now too they're really getting the the hours out of them uh the reliability seems really good well it is and, it's, and that, that's the good thing because i'm focusing on later in the year sandown and bathurst which is the enduro side of it so again we're lifing everything so at the moment the engines for our side of it and i can i can only talk about the gm side is really um you know reliable um, you know, again, 
two years ago, I remember going out to QR and testing the, these engines. And Kenny actually, we rev them to seven and a half thousand RPM. And Kenny actually raised the rev limiter to eight and basically sent me out the whole day and said, go and break it. So not often you get an engine builder to go and go and try and tell some driver to go and break an engine, which touch wood, we didn't. Um, so yeah, our reliability side of it and our side is really important. And, and again, people got to remember the difference. So when we developed these engines, you know, camshafts, the lifts, the lobes, everything else was really important. But for us and GM World, it was only one camshaft. So when Ford went through their process, every time they changed the cam lobe, they got Ford to build. And that was, yeah. that was that's, uh, you know, it's been a big, big undertaking by the Ford side of it. Yep, yep, yep. So, so um, obviously, there's been a few skids, and and uh, like they look a bit of a handful. They the, the the new cars sort of living up to the 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 dream of making them a, a more of a driver's car. Well, I I love it. I I got out with the car on the week, uh, sorry, last week with a big smile on my face because it brings me back to the late '80s, the VSVT era, where your driver has to drive them. And I remember, you know, I got out of the car and I talked to Wes McDougall, our engineer, and I said, "Look, you're really going to have to focus on uh, track to track." So we go to Darwin next. So what are you going to need? You're going to need turn. You're going to need the mid corner. You're going to need to drive off the corner. You can't get this car perfect like you can with the previous one. So uh, we took more than half of the downforce off these these current cars. So in relevance, the last year's car had about 400 kilos of downforce at 200 kilometres now. These are only got about 140. So we got oh, less yeah. than more than half we've taken off it. So it's a driver's car. It's about looking after the tyre, working out what you're going to do. And the other thing that um, people got to also take into consideration, that, and I haven't driven a car without anti-roll bar adjustments inside the cabin for a driver to be able to do. So we've taken all that out. So what you start a race with, and if you start with a, a shitbox on lap one, you're going to end up with a shitbox on lap 31. So it's really <laughs> important to make sure when you go into a race that you know what you've got yeah yeah no that's that uh, that that makes a lot of sense and it's good to see like i think i think the fans have been really chasing something other than the just the methodical and and they want to see a bit of wild you know stuff and 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 bringing the driver out to be the actual guy um pushing the limit more so than just having the car just so dialed in that they're on rails you know actually well, I reckon, Billy, you'd, you'd suit these cars because they, they actually like drifting. And so I said at the start of the season that Shane Van Gisberg and Brody Gusecki, Cam Waters would actually suit these cars because they do rally, they do uh, sprint cars, they do other stuff. And these cars are like that. They actually move around a lot more. So you've actually got to go with what you've dealt with and uh, and deal with it. And so really, that's one of, as I said, it's tyre management. It's it's looking after that whole phase of the car throughout a race. I reckon you'd be pretty good at it. Uh, I remember uh, when you took my truck around the, the, the prologue track, I think you spent three quarters of it sideways, mate. So I got pretty used to looking at me passenger side window. <laughs> uh, that was a lot of fun. And, and actually, it's funny, like, you know, I, I, I do talk to people a lot about that because obviously, you know, we're so used to the bitumen and, and being stuck to the road and then you guys spend half your time either in the air, off the ground or sideways. So it's, uh, yeah. it, it's a new world. And, and I loved it. I reckon it was fantastic, especially when you took me for a run around the test track 
and and you look at things that you guys take for granted like we do in um, bitumen and i was cringing but the, the truck took it you took it and uh, i'm still here That's, talking about it. but it's the same stuff you know like there's no point pushing the foot down if the if the thing isn't moving forward so you, you know like and that's what that's what it's great to see with the new gen new gen cars coming out that they're um you know getting their power sort of not a hundred percent on the ground it's it's up to you to to the right foot and um no it looks 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 awesome so far well it is and you're right like you know the the engines are they've got about and to be honest they're about 40 or 50 horsepower less than what we had last year in the in the five litre era but the cars are 200 kilos lighter so the power to weight ratio is very similar so again you know now driven the race car you talk about wheel spin off corners you talk about the torque and again you're talking about a different engine so the drivability is really important but you know wheel is really something that you got to focus on with these current cars is once you burn that rear tire up that's it game over so are they more talkier? Would you believe, would you say that this engine's more talkier than the old ones or, or are they, um, you know, they, they less horsepower, less everything? No, no, they got very similar torque, less horsepower. So, yeah, yep. and they're 200 kilos lighter. So we've got the same tyre, so that's no different, but it, it's just the way the drivability of it. And, and as you mentioned, that's that single throttle body is really a big thing. It's, 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 it's something that drivers are really... Uh, struggling with to, to, to basically get that drivability and and that yeah. finesse and and it doesn't matter what you are like you know driving him driving your truck is that finesse of getting it the power to the ground is really important would, would um so what what leader are they are they, are they still five leader or what what leader are they now uh well well for our, our side of it we've started with the six liter chev and we've had to downscale yes. and then the same with the coyote um being 5.4 liter uh, so we've actually upped the capacity, but we've tried to downscale. So we're, we're, we sort of run our a 5.6, they run a 5.4. Um, so, and again, the interesting thing is, and some of the talk about parity side of it is that the, the chassis and the aerodynamics are very, very close. It's the dynamic of the engine. So you've got to think about the GM Chev engine, single cam, push rod. It spins up quicker than the Coyote engine. So... We talk about horsepower, and when you spin these engines up, at maximum RPM, at 7,500 RPM, they have the same horsepower, but it's how they get there. So the engine being a bigger, massive engine still takes a little bit longer than the, than the GM. So there is still a little bit of parity adjustment we're trying to, to help, and Ford understanding that, we're understanding that, and again, at the end of the day, we're just trying to make the best so we, we all like the racing side of it is really entertaining when we can get both manufacturers rubbing shoulders and and at the moment um the, there's been good racing like the, the 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 brief was reduce downforce closer racing and make it entertaining and, and i think we, we're getting that way yep and and also our gearbox change too um uh so they've they're they're out of the um the albums now what are they uh run x-track are they they are running the x-track so yeah sort of almost out of your sort of world um we run that which has been really interesting like you know again the finessing of the drivers you know making sure that you know you the gear cut works well the the recovery from the gear cut um is is sharp and, and instant yeah awesome yeah
Yeah, it's definitely cool to see. And, and you know, so much development in, you know, Australia too with these things and, you know, local shops. And I know it's always been that way, but, you know, it's cool to see these things that are very unique to Australian racing that's getting so heavily developed. And, you know, then we can use it further on in the sport, can't we? And such an early stage too, Craig. Like, you know, there's so far to go with these cars. It's already come so far. But, I mean, you know, when you're in a, in a program for 10 years, those those little finesses, isn't it, that just make up all those, you know, seconds on track. Well, it, it does, and it's very interesting that, you know, I, I keep talking about the old days, like the late 90s, so um, Lara, my wife, actually made a mention, which I, I didn't really think about. So, really, Garth Tander and I probably still currently driving and probably remember back in that era. So, all the drivers that are complaining about the cars moving around or not braking or not not being stuck to the road, they, they really haven't experienced what we had back in the late 90s so for me as i said i got out of the car and i had a big smile on my face because it actually is all about the driving sense yeah um, and again the debrief today at the race team was was uh and we had three cars running around so we had the two red bull cars and we had our super cheap auto car wild car running around which thank god i did a lot of the work but it was all about roll centers rake um spring rates it's all the old school stuff that we used to do back then which now is is basically what we need as a toolbox to get these cars fast. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's so cool that now the team's really coming back into it. Like, you know, you say we've got that parity, the cars are parity, but there's also parity in making mistakes within a team setup, isn't there? So, you know, like it, it really, I know the team's always been part of it and, you know, but we've got to a point now where the cars are so fast and so clean it's kind of cool that, you know, you can have an off weekend and it can change the championship, can't it? Oh, massively. And I think we've seen both Brody Kostecki and Shane both have mishaps. Um, Chaz Moss at the same had mishaps. Um, and what we're going to see, though, is when we get to Bathurst, which is more, again, more exciting for me, is that the cars with the less downforce are going to be more difficult to drive across the top of the mountain, but they're going to be faster down Conrod. So we're going to get clo back closer to the 300 kilometres an hour we did see in that era uh, when I grew up. So yeah, the cars are faster in a straight line. They're more difficult to drive. They're harder under brakes. So for me, I'm, as I said, once we get to Santa Ana Bathurst, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing what we can do because last year we had the best result as a wild card, finishing eighth. So, and I said to Zane, like, um, you know, he's a young kid. He's been around for, for a number of years and he's a great talent, but uh, I've already put some pressure on him and said, look, we look, we're aiming to be on the podium. Like we, yeah. I, I think we're in for a good shot this year. Yeah, it's really good to hear, mate. Um, we got some friends that are coming out to think that are going to go straight up to Darwin straight after that too. So they're going to be up there to see you. Yeah, well, it's great, great to, you know, it's almost tradition. Every year, the Fink runs the weekend before Darwin. So there is a lot of people that, that you know, and we've done it in the past and we've come and seen you and that have, have gone out to the Fink, experienced that side of it, and then migrate north and then uh, and go to Hidden Valley. So uh, we're not going to make it to Fink this year, but, uh, you know, really looking forward to uh, to seeing what's what actually Fink provides because, you know, hopefully one day we can get to do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, um, I, you know, it was great fun when you guys come out and had that bit of a run around with us, and um, and yeah, I think, uh, I think going forward, we'll definitely see something going on out there, mate. Well, Lance, am I right too? You've actually ridden a dirt bike to think as well, haven't you? Am I on the right track or the wrong track there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We did a we we did a uh, Daryl Beatty ride from Birdsville 
across to to across the Simpson, across the Fink, and it was the 40th anniversary. So it was it was good timing, and it was something that it was a great experience. I, I actually started my life racing on two wheels, and then I migrated to four wheels because it was <laughs> less bones breaking. So uh, for me, it was one of those things that uh, yeah, it was it was really. It was entertaining. So I've never done a lot of sand riding. And then once you get your head around it, once you get understanding of it, uh, even riding the 450, but with the big safari tank uh, full of fuel at the beginning is always top heavy. But by the time you get to the end of it, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, and then to see the prologue and watch Billy and every guy's do the prologue and then um, those stories of running down the service road. We we went down to the 200-kilometre mark and we pulled camp. And, uh, and, it's, and it's a funny story because... We got spread out because a couple of bikes got some flat tyres and then I was almost third last to camp and it was sunset. And I, I remember because I was flat out down the surface road trying to catch up and I, I bumped into Jack Perkins who was on the ride and he was actually thankful because we both thought we'd missed the, the service trucks and then we, we actually put we flagged over an oncoming car and they said, no, no, they're down there, another, another sort of, you know, two kilometres down on the left. So we finally found camp and... And then it was another couple of other guys straggling behind us that didn't make it to camp. And, and it's one of those stories. Larry Perkins was on the, uh, on the, on the trip with us and he had his Unimog. And, uh, and both Daryl Beattie and Larry had to then go and rescue these other two riders that had basically found camp and, and refused to go any further because they thought they'd missed our service trucks, but uh, they hadn't. And I remember Larry Perkins saying to them at one point when he went and got them, it's like, did Birkin wheels ever turn around? And like it was <laughs> moments where it's like, yep, yeah, typical LP. <laughs> He's up front. Yeah, before I went to Kenny Mac, we had a um, we had a uh, terrible experience with engines, and we were, we were just losing engines left and right. And and uh, anyway, we, we we decided to frequent the casino and old sporties uh, bar and grill with the guys and plenty of beer drinking and uh, anyway uh, Jamie and myself decided at uh, about 12 o'clock at night that we should do uh, do the Fink track or the or the service road on posty bikes because uh, we had our posty bikes and and yeah we we decided to head out and we 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 get our fuel along the track from the from the cruise and um, yeah I was wearing a, a World War Two gunner's helmet for some reason um, for some reason probably probably would have probably would have given me more injuries if I fell off than not having it on but um, but yeah, we got to about the sixty k mark, and I don't think I've ever been as cold as that in my whole life. About four o'clock in the morning, and um, there was a random guy with his campfire. We just both made a beeline straight through his campfire, and nearly sat on it. <laughs> yeah, no, we uh, we uh, did that once, and we're never doing that again. <laughs> well, the funny thing was is that when we when we left Birdsville, like literally five minutes into the ride, you lose. Uh, phone signal. And it's one of those things that we spent four days in across the, going across the Simpson, and and Daryl's got a really great setup and you know, everything else, which is perfect. But it's one of those things that your first night you camp, everyone's like, "What do we do? Oh shit, we've got to talk." There's no mobile service, so you actually get a right away off off the grid, and it was actually a lot of fun. And uh, you know, and as I said, LP come on the drop on the road with us. He had his Unimog, and um, and I spent most of my time hating larry in the sense of being as a competitor but i actually found he was a really nice guy and had a he has got some great stories about you know the past when he wrote uh sorry driven uh formula one and his upbringing and the way he engineered his cars and everything else so it was a lot of fun and it was a great trip and you know i'd love to do it again
Yeah, we um, you know, we we go out there for the same reason, boys, don't we? Like the the phones are off. Um, you know, you just yeah, once you, you sort of get in think mode and out you go and and um yeah, you you're you're having conversations with people, even even people you don't know. You just you can just walk up and they're all there for the same reasons and they've all got their own stories and that's what the whole the whole thing about think is. Well, it is, and it's about the the volunteers and everyone else that, that, that create what what the Fink is all about. And and I think that it's like a Bathurst for me in the sense of of our, my world. But Fink, you, know, you talk to anyone for off road, and the Fink is, is it. Like that's that's the race that you want to be part of. And whether it's on a bike, a quad, side by side, or a trophy truck or a buggy, like it, it's it's quite amazing. And and. And yeah, I've been out there a number of times, but as you said, Billy, like driving your truck around the prologue and understanding the dynamics of, of that side of it and then setting yourself up for then the run down to Apertura and then come down to Apertura. And, and I, I, I tell people, it's like a scene out of Mad Max. Like it's, there's nothing out there. And you got buggies and bikes and trucks all running their, you know, rebuilt uh, cars to get the run back to, to Alice was, it's, it's really amazing. And, and I love it. I think that's uh, both Lara and I talk about it quite often. Yeah. We, we actually just not long got a phone call from Kelsey from out there, um, getting everything, uh, set up for Fink this year. They, they obviously had a really tough time, uh, with the coroner's report coming out about the, the, the photographer that got uh, run over a couple of years ago. Um, and, and, you know, I, um, uh, they've, they've got a message out there just to make number one thing they said, and, and we might just get you to underline it too, is, is keep back from that track by 30 metres. Like this year, we nearly lost the race this year and we, we don't want to see that happen. Like there's just generations of, of um, experiences and fun and, and, you know, this can all go away if people, um, if, if people just, you know, don't uh, be sensible on the track. And, and we're dealing with a, we're dealing with a pretty crap time, you know, like, um, you know, I, I, I always enjoy a good time and I've, I've been <laughs> noted to do the odd crazy thing myself, but, but you know, the, the, um, uh, the, the real main thing we need to be careful of is, is nowadays everyone, uh, is under tight scrutiny. Um, the, the, the ledger seems to go one way. Um, I, I personally, I do think it's a slippery slope. Like at what point, you know, d- does one become, uh, responsible for themselves? We see some, um, we see some uh, like it's a slippery slope. When do when do people on the on the main road start getting persecuted for um, you know for 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 accidents and incidents? But that's all all that aside. You know it it is up to the people out at Think out here uh, th- this year to 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 toe the line and and to uh, if someone tells you to move or if you're you know have a bit of a brain fart, just get away from that track. Oh, a- absolutely, and I think that there's no doubt that you know that that 220 kilometer run down and back again is all of and, and safety is paramount and it doesn't matter where you are what you do so uh as you mentioned like that 30 kilometer uh, sorry 30 meter um barrier it, it's it's not only you know safe for you like for you billy like as a driver but also as a spectator so everyone's got to do you know play their part and uh you know let, let's keep the thing running 
Yeah, and and like you've been in one, and and you know, like the inertia and the and the momentum that we get going. I I I um I <laughs> you should never listen to some uh, some Facebook pages, but you you just see some of the comments of of people thinking that oh well it's up to the driver to just keep it keep it in there. But you you know and I know that that stuff goes sideways and it goes sideways really quick and and um you know that mentality probably should stay at home and so should the people if they if they you know, just just don't put in any self-preservation at all. Oh, absolutely. I think that, uh, you know, as you said, touch wood that everyone does the right thing this year and, uh, you know, we can continue, continue the Fink on because it's a great venue. Like, it's a great, you know, it attracts people from around the world. It's, it's, a, it's a great event and uh, we need to keep it going. Yep. Well, the guys are, the guys are busy um, getting bunning up and uh, when we get out there, we're going to go give the guys a hand and, Make sure the the old girl keeps going. So, um, big one, mate. Who's your two two different lots? Who's your pick on the bikes? Probably top three, and your oh, top. Oh, you're putting him on the spot oh, here. Yeah, <laughs> top. Oh, this top, is rough. Probably probably top winner in the car. Do you reckon? Oh, uh, well, you're not running, so that's that's a, that's <laughs> a disappointment. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, because you would have come last. No, no, no. <laughs> well, it's going to be interesting. obviously some new trucks come out from the States and, and, and watching what Toby and Will, uh, Paul Will are doing um, over in the US is quite exciting. So I reckon 100%. Toby's he's going to bring some, some, you know, some good equipment this year as well. So I reckon that the trucks, trucks are going to be actually quite competitive from what I see in the sense of new trucks um, and the well, bikes. You got, got Robbo, uh, Bo's there, mate, Bo. and um, mate, yeah. he's... Uh, it, it, they they put a lot of work into that new truck and it's it's pretty dialed in. So the guys are I've been talking in the last couple of days and and they're all happy in that camp. Um, you got Travi in a buggy again this year too. Well, the only, only problem with Bo I think is with his right foot. I don't I don't think he lifts it. So um, <laughs> hopefully the truck's built for him, not him built for the truck. Yeah, no. Look, he he knows how to get it down and get it back. And um, look, they've uh, they've definitely got some driving force this year to. Uh, to to get them up the top, so you know, yeah, yeah, they'll they'll have to be going well. But um, well, the but, other thing, boys, is that it's interesting because we've got our seven liter rule too. This yes. is the first year we've got bigger motors. Another liter in a truck definitely gives a big, big advantage. Uh, Greg Gartner's got a seven liter this yep. year. Yep. yep. So Bo's in a seven liter. Obviously, Toby's gone up to a six a seven liter. Yep. Yep. So you uh, know, no, I think Toby's got the same engine. Okay. I think. Yeah. No Toby, worries. Toby's got the same. So engine. a seven liter. Yep. Uh, <laughs> nah, just kidding. Just kidding. Anyway, so uh, uh, anyway, to you, Lowndes, uh, what, yeah. <laughs> what do you think about it, mate? Like, do you think that that's going to be a big change? Because I think really the top buggies have all been 3.5 turbo. So really, we're not going to see a speed change from the buggies so much as we're going to see a speed change from the trucks and how that, like, I mean, are they going to run a faster time? Well, it, it really comes down to the, the um, I suppose, the environment in the sense of the, the weather and everything else and the dust and, and those things and i think that uh, you know one thing you got to appreciate is and when, again when you talk to people when you when you get uh off the prologue and, you, and you're leaving every two minutes that dust is a is a massive problem and, and billy knows as well as anyone like you know you got to try and be at the front as you can so you know vision and, and driving to what you can see is the most paramount so um it'll be interesting to see how they adapt to the bigger engine in the sense of that the weight 
in the sense of the horsepower, the fuel economy, everything that's going to going to uh, you know take on board with everything else now expanding to that side of it. So that'll be interesting. The other thing, you know, getting back to Billy's side of it, like the bikes, like um, from what I read, Dan Sanders is is, is um, done some damage. So that, like that, that's a shame because I would have you know really loved to watch him do the Fink this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, mate. That yeah, definitely, definitely would have been one that would have been very quick. That is a shame when. Uh, we heard that bit of information where there was definitely some text going around about how that will affect it. But obviously, I mean, there's Walshie and those boys are always fast. So it's going to be interesting there too. I mean, even the Smith, like, you know, like there's so many guys there that are, are sneaky and fast. We, we talk about it constantly, Craig, about, you know, who could win. And, you know, some people will say there's only one or two guys that can win. But, man, there's there's 15 or so sneakies that can just come out of the woodworks fast. And there's fast locals. There's fast South Australian farmers. There, there's just guys out of everywhere that come. And it'll be very interesting. Now, the other thing, Craig, oh, sorry, you go. No, no, I was just going to say, because I remember when I last out there and I spoke to Walshie about it, and he said when he left the prologue and he was heading down to Apatula, like I think he said he almost travelled on his front wheel for about uh, almost, well, he said a kilometre, so I'm assuming it's a little bit less than that, but he said if you don't get close to dying three or four times down on the run down or back, it's it's one of those things that you're not pushing hard enough. So it, it's, it's quite a commitment. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've got a little wall list here that uh, me and old Rexy, uh, who does a fair bit of work for Grabo, um, you know, we we threw together um, while drinking a couple of beers. Um, so, you know, it's going to be hard to pass up Bolshi uh, 100% on this one with with uh, without really being having Toby there or or um, uh, Chucky there, you know. So, so but, but um, you know, I wouldn't – we can't rule out Norton. Um, he's He's been riding Buddy really well. Um, uh, um, we got, uh, obviously, Grabo. Yeah, he's you riding had, really well at the moment, oh, so fast. Man, I tell you, he's um, so Grabo's been doing some uh, riding uh, lessons out there. Have you have have you seen this, Craig? No, I haven't. No, no, not yet. So, so Grabo, uh, when when we first met Toby, he uh, Grabo was the was you know the, obviously the quickest out there by a long way, and he was winning races by minutes. And um, and then Grabo had a bit of a crash off his off his bike as as they do, and and did a bit of back damage and. He sort of ventured out of the riding side of it, but he's but he's got getting a lot of hours and tuning wise on these bikes um, and taking guys down Fink. And it turns out, like you know, he's he's cracking some good numbers going down there. And I'm you know, I've actually got him in the I've nearly got him on a podium to be perfectly yep. honest. If he very possible, I reckon. If so, he can do so it. to fill people in there that um, that don't sort of know with Grabo is he now runs an adventure co- a program called Grabo's Track and Trail. Yep. So you can actually rock up to Fink. I think. Um, Seaton Battle, Seat and Battle did it, yeah, yeah and said pay, it was the best thing ever. Pay an X amount of dollars, and, and they actually give you a setup bike. You give him your weight, everything like that, and they go through and um, they go through and tune it, set up the suspension, and then you go out and do some tests with them. So, I guess you know if you're looking to race Fink on a bike um, and you want to be semi-competitive, it, it's a good way to go. And obviously, well, Grabo's getting a lot of seat time doing well, that himself. Well, also, boys, the other thing I'll say, and as all you guys that have raced, and you, everyone will understand this, take it from someone that has raced. If you think his prices are expensive, you wait and go and race on your own bike. And I'm telling you, you'll actually say, like, Seaton was like, that was the best deal. I flew in, I raced. I think they even gave him gear and everything. Yeah, I wow. think he had his helmet. and they. So it was a really good deal. And, and yeah, again, it'll sound like we're on the pitch for him. We're actually not. We've, we're not on the payroll at all. But I can tell you when he said. <laughs> Grabo wouldn't pay you. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but, uh, but it was just something that, like, you know, it's – 
when you see a hole in the market that you didn't even realize was there, you're like, why hasn't someone done this before? It's brilliant. He's doing it at uh, Don River Dash as well. So good. So we can hook you up with a phone number if you want, Craig, a bit later on. <laughs> yeah, I think I've been. My baby was ten years ago. I might have might have said yes, but um, I don't. I don't bounce anymore. I break. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, we can we can relate to that, mate. I'm in the same boat. Well, the old saying is, "With age comes a cage," so uh, that's what the smart men are doing these days. But um, getting back to this list, um, you know, you've got Longy on a bike out there again. I was just about to say, is Longy on that list because yeah. he's been out there running and running some good times well, as well. Lo- Longy's on a bike. You got Jake Smith. He's uh, he's been out there toiling away, and and of course, Hazy Luke Luke Hayes. Like he's local out there, and um, you know, you can't get any more local than that. He's on the track. Yeah, and then there's always sneakies too that you don't really see coming. There's a lot of young, fast guys that are, are coming through and, you know, like it's often that, you know, you sort of like, oh, where'd that guy come from? Now, probably not for a podium, but, you know, like you can sneak someone into that top 10 that you really didn't see coming. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting year. Uh, Bradley Greenfield, so Stephen Greenfield's oh, young fella. Didn't he, even think um, of him. He had yep. a top 20 finish last year as well. So, um, you know, plenty of history and uh, – Good lineage there, being uh, Stephen Greenfield's young fella as well. So, um, yeah. Well, listen, I'm oh, sorry, boys. We got sidetracked there, Craig, because we sort of get on this Fink, because Fink's so close. And i got to be honest that, as you guys know, car guys, I mean, we're obviously motorbike guys as well. But uh, being particularly car guys, we were very worried about it not happening, obviously. I, I don't know if we can stress that enough. But, Craig, I was actually thinking one thing that I wanted to ask you, because you told that brilliant story about your, your Fink run, and and you're right. That's pretty much what almost all off-road and, heck, this podcast about. Can I ask you one other question? Have you got a great story? Because I am, now I'm throwing you in a spot here. But have you got a safari story that, like, we just haven't heard or we don't know or something that happened? Because anyone that doesn't know, uh, tell me, uh, again, I'll actually let you, how did you get involved in racing in safari? Because that's a great story in its own. And then, you know, to go safari racing – it's a shame that's not still running because that was such a, that was actually one of the things I can tell you, Josh and I were desperately wanting to go safari racing. That was just a little bit before our time. We we're actually building a car to go and do it. And then it all wrapped up. Um, but you know, like back in the day with safari and condo, that was the real deal, wasn't it? It was. And it was one of those things that, uh, to be honest, I've never raced a car with someone a beside me or not being able to pre run anything. So uh, it was actually keys wheel, um, PWR that uh, put the Colorado together and he'd run it a couple of years prior and then he, he rang me up and Paul Wheel, his son, his wife, Emma, was having a baby and then, of course, I got the call up to drive it that year and uh, so, yeah, to have keys beside me and everything else was really important and and, uh, and he just used to say to me, you know, <laughs> he goes, cock, just drive to what you can see and that's all I did and, and uh, you know, I remember at one point we were running down uh, this stretch of a dirt road uh, or track. I had trees down the left-hand side of me. I had a barbed wire fence on the right-hand side of me. And we were the Colorado was good for, you know, 230 kilometres an hour top, you know, with a, with a six-litre Chev in the front of it. And I remember him saying, oh, I've got another three kilometres, you know, the next call's uh, a 90 left. And I, I remember looking up into the distance and, and seeing all this, yellow and black bunting and i said you sure it's three kilometers yeah 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 yeah. anyway jumped on the brakes got back to uh the the bivouac and and uh everyone complained about the zero car that had gone through it and said obviously all the waypoints had misdone that distance and uh, a lot of us almost come to a near miss but uh yeah it was one of those moments where you you, you race to something to whatever you can see and uh you know for me it was a great experience 
And and in those days, Craig, how many days were you racing? Uh, I was full time at that time, so uh, yeah. Oh, I was oh sorry, both. I should have explained that. How how long was Safari? Because it it went through oh. a few eras there, like it was eight days and it was four days, and it was it sort of went through a few different changes there. And and you're obviously part of the Western Australia era. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. So we we did a. Um, it was uh, I think it was eight days. It was four hundred and four hundred and. 50, uh, 4,500 kilometres or something. Like we were doing 800 kilometres a day. So it was it was really an amazing experience, as I said, to do all that side of it. And some truly amazing characters in those days too. You know, that was back in the day of Ivan and, and you know, Grabo was there. There was a lot of guys that had done a lot. Oh, the Smith boys were mad, you know, safari guys. It was a big deal back in those days in the early 2000s. And, yeah, it was cool. I used to love that stuff. It was so good. It was, and it was a great, as I said, it was a great experience. And as you said, it was a shame that it's not continuing. Yeah, very difficult because, again, it comes back to that, you know, it's very hard to get massive big properties and, and insurance and all the other things that, you know, you drive and race cars essentially on Bitchman bivouac roads and that sort of thing. It, it's just, it's getting harder and harder to do the things we love in that sense, you know, just Mexico yeah. now. It, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, no, that's awesome, mate. It is uh, absolutely fantastic. And, you know, it's it's so cool to hear that, you know, again, you've got such a great uh, vast experience from riding those dirt bikes, you know, all the way through to, I know you've got kart experience, you've got V8 supercars, obviously, which is the highlight, but, you know, the dirt as well, driven trophy trucks. Heck, even, I think uh, you did a little bit of uh, steering at a, a very famous place for us Queenslanders, us, a bit of Land Cruiser Mountain Park back in the day. <laughs> yeah, that used to be, it's not far from home. And uh, yeah, that used to be a great park to be able to take the four wheel drive and go and do some uh, some crazy things. I think that uh, as you get older, you're, you're basically, uh, you're a bit, bit wiser and let, you let the younger generation do all the crazy stuff now. Yeah, I mean, uh, we talk about it again on this podcast that a lot of us CQ boys uh, come through that Land Cruise Mount Park. Like, there's a lot of guys now that are racing because of that park. Like, it was, it's an amazing place. Well, that's but, what, yeah, that's pretty much what what I did. Like, we we still, I, I don't know if you, you 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 know, mate, but I actually did a bit of winch challenge stuff there for about 15 minutes, and um, I just couldn't understand this compulsory winching up hills and all this stuff. It just didn't make any sense to me. So. Uh, we ended up down at Cruiser Park and uh, and building cars with heaps too big engines and and breaking a lot of shit and and um, yeah and then we uh, yeah obviously moved into into the off road scene so the yeah, Cruiser Park holds a you know big spot in my heart and Elburn and I, I used to love Elburn's Elburn's commentary like well, I remember the hill drags who here hasn't done the hill drag and he points up the hill and he goes see that shit house if you hit it you fucked up he <laughs> was a funny guy. Yeah, it was a different era. There's no question about that. They, they were racing. Men were men. Yeah, it was a good time. Hey, Craig, if we could just circle back around to the to the V8 supercars for a little bit, because you, you definitely are an icon of the V8 supercars, but you were talking about uh, these modern cars, I guess, or, or the newer cars. Um, are, they, are they they're Gen 4 cars that um, you're saying with the less downforce and, and they're a bit different to drive and, and you'll actually start to see some pretty competitive racing with the different downforces. Um, some cars will be extremely quick over the top at Bathurst. Some cars will be fast down the straight. Do you think we're going to see a bit of a, a regression? And I use that word not in a bad way, but back to say like Group C racing back in the the late or early nineties when when cars were had their strong points, had their bad points, and and we'll see a championship that will chop and change where you'll have 
uh, good weekends, bad weekends, and and teams and drivers are going to have to scramble and make the most on their on their bad weekend, and um, and then also capitalize on on their good weekend. It, it, do you think we'll see a, a a championship that will seesaw a lot this year, or do you think it'll be the cars that are out front now are going to be the cars that will sort of be the ones to watch for the rest of the year? Uh, I think I think as long as it's an exciting year because uh, the cars are unknown and uh, everyone's still searching to find the the optimum setup. So I think it's one of those things that you you will see a different seesawing year. Uh, at the moment, Brody Gasecki and the Erebus team are doing a fantastic job, and, and championships all about being consistent, and uh, they're they're the best at it at the moment. So uh, we'll just have to wait and see. But yeah, it's it's an interesting era. Um, hopefully, it, it throws in a new mix. Yeah, no, it's awesome. I, yeah, it's always good to see, again, when drivers are rewarded for driving well. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's it's tough because I know what, at that level that everyone is a fantastic driver. There's no question about that. But, yeah, like you said, championships can be one on your bad days and making the best of a situation that might be less than ideal. And uh, it, it's cool. It just mixes it up again, doesn't it? It's always good when people are under pressure. It's good in racing, all our racing. It's good in motocross. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just really going to come down to teams that are getting the best out of their cars and everything else. So, um, yeah, look, it, it's going to be a hell of a year, that's for sure. Awesome. Now, mate, before we uh, let you go, because we appreciate your time, we know that you are a very busy boy. Have you got one final little dirt bike story or dirt story? Because we are the Dirt Bags podcast, so we love a dirt story. Have you got something, you know, that you remember from a young fella, like a lesson learnt? Maybe you can pass on a bit of that racing knowledge that uh, maybe the dirt tasted a little bit harder than it used to? Or, Well, I, I remember back in 84, that's a long time ago, that when I did start racing uh, in Victoria, uh, I was second in Victorian championships at, at a motocross at Broadford. Um, there was a, uh, a, a boom that I just, for some reason, mentally blanked. I couldn't go around it. I, I kept going over it. My father said at the time, if you jump over that one more time, I'm selling your bike and <laughs> take it off you. So I, I learned very quickly to go around the corner. So the lesson there is listen to dad. Yeah, he, he knows what's up. Yeah, definitely <laughs> listen to dad. Listen to some of yeah. those guys that have been there and done that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Oh, awesome, mate. Well, listen, uh, thank you so much for your time. We'll let you go because we know it's a it's a long night for you, but we appreciate it very much, mate. We appreciate your insight into not just the V8 supercars, but your think experience, your adventure, your safari. It, it is truly a pleasure. And we'll have to have you back on one time for a for a bit longer one. But uh, yeah, mate, it, it is cool to see because uh, a lot of guys get s- stuck in a sport, don't they? And I, I'm not that's smart because I mean, if you want to win, you got to be not a jack of all trades. But you seem to be a guy that is a jack of all trades. I don't mean that this, but you but has you, won one championships, won. Yes. and that's that's a hard thing to do, believe it or not. So you know, often when we uh, overcommit to a few things, but you've done a lot of racing in a lot of different places, and and made a, uh, a you know you've made a lot of Australians very happy, and we've enjoyed your time. No worries, thank you very much, guys, and uh, yeah, uh, chat soon. Right, awesome, brother. Thank we'll, you very much. We'll chat to you soon, mate. Yeah, what a pleasure to have uh, Craig on. An absolute gem of a bloke and a um, an absolute icon in off-road racing. Oh, sorry, an absolute off icon in racing in Australia, in full stop in general, and, and hopefully not too long until we actually see him behind the wheel of an off-road car at an actual full-time event, like, say, goes to Gundy and races Gundy or something like that. I, I think yeah. that would be a yeah, great def- event for him to dip his toe in the water. Well, definitely when we, um, you know, when, when we were out at Fink and – and he got in, um, got in the truck straight up, you know, like same as when, when Toby got in, like they just, you know, 
that that racing mentality when th- everyone makes a mistake but it's what you do when you make the mistake um you know just point the thing the right direction and just stay in it and and yeah we had we had some pretty wild rides <laughs> going, no, yeah, going around some absolutely. corners there but just just unbelievable um you know uh speed perception and and yeah it's 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 great to see um people prepared to put themselves in that position too to go and drive something new and and to be in a uh, in a totally different situation, um, you know, makes makes all of our sport, um, you know, more pleasurable, more fun, yeah, um, yeah, more laid back, and gets yeah. more eyes on it. Yeah, it gets more eyes on it, and 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 you know, right now, you know, Fink needs some needs some good light, and we, uh, you know, we we appreciate Craig's time, man. Yeah, absolutely, and it was cool to hear him talk about the different eras of racing too, because he has done a few eras of, yeah, you know, like he's been through that loose and fast car, and you know they've tightened them up, and then you know put it back on, like you know the all the cars are quite um, tight and close, and you know they've gone back, and to see how the new drivers are dealing with that and how they're working through it, and it's cool to just see a guy like that that can just you know he can just paddle car. Well, well, I'm actually I'm actually so really excited about Bathurst this year. Like yeah. normally it's sort of yeah. you know it, it, over the over the years it's got it, it did get a little mundane to me like you know the just every car just following the leader and yep. and um yeah i can't wait to see these yeah. wild things come over yeah and it's because that's right it's not on the teams they're just doing what they've yeah. got to do with what they're provided to win that's they're right. all trying to win championships and you know again we'd all be in the same boat but it is cool when you can see that uh you know a, a car can be loose it can be set up different it can change a bit you know again the different ways the performance works with the different motors yeah, it's cool. And it's cool. I always love seeing the development uh, within Australia because it does 100% translate down to, you know, us guys at a grassroots level. You end up with eight stacks and you end up with different throttle bodies and tuners and, you know, KRE's engine program, even though your program isn't the same as them, what they learn with yeah. maintenance and development, you know, reliability. Because even down to like, isn't it crazy that you can just rev a mode all day at eight and a half? Yeah. And, you know, I, I know lots of young fellas listen. I'll be, well, you know, we do that. NASCAR does it all the time. Yeah, but you didn't do that in the 80s. You no. didn't do it in the 70s. You know, what you were trying, talking about with Bathurst, like, you know, back in the day when it was literally minis that racing GDHOs and the yeah. GDHOs had run, run away up the hill and then the minis had claw them back in yeah. and then the, they'd run away again. You know, like it was good fun racing. It was entertaining to watch and that's why people loved it. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, yeah, Bathurst and all the racing and, yeah, again, it would be cool to see Craig have a have a you know a bit of a longer chop yeah. at, at a race like a Gundy or something like that. It'd be really good because, like you said, there's no question that anyone that uh, can compete at the top of the level, they bring that mentality and that game. And you know, Toby's a prime to- example. Prime example. Yeah. Example, yeah. And yeah. you know, like Grabo would be another one. Like you imagine throwing Grabo in a truck, no doubt. Oh, he would be you know, a lot of these the bikes. You know, yeah, like exactly. the trucks are so much like a bike. Like yes. you know, you know. Well, I yeah, can't speak for the buggy guys because yeah, that's yeah, a bit, bit rougher for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, look, but but it is very much like a bike mentality, and and um, anyone who spent some time on a bike, um, you know, in in the dirt, they they sure as hell understand the uh, moving to four wheels on. Well, mate, your your pit crew's already in here, mate. Steve's just jumped on and he said, well, Craig should drive one way next year. So (laughs) they're already trying to take the keys off you, mate. Oh, jeez, man. No keys on that bad boy. Hey, my man. (laughs) Hey, now listen, we will get to Fink. Ladies and gentlemen, no doubt you know that we're going to talk about Fink because that's all we tend to do. But what we should hit up is we had an awesome race on the weekend up here for us locally at CQ. It was at Benarabee and it was run Look, by the Dobinson boys. Well, well, you know, explain it. Um, yeah, obviously sponsored by um, Dobinson Spring and Suspension. And, and you know, like uh, what a 
what a uh, refreshing weekend, really. Like there's yep. the you know um, so many different walks of life there. Um, some some really quick cars, like big power, silly like, silly, silly quick power. cars. Oof. And um, but just explain to people that don't um, that aren't aware from the CQ area what uh, what the um, you know what the format is down there. Yeah, so realistically, they run it very much just like a drag event, and then it is down to, um, uh, you know, stage time. So you do your qualifying during the day. They run it in groups, so it's diesel, diesel unlimited, petrol, petrol unlimited, don't they? No, I think I think diesel was just diesel all just lumpy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah, petrol limited, petrol unlimited, and then you had diesel. diesel. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so you had everything from work gates to to um, you know, Sharkers. Oh. Uh, whatever yeah. that thing yeah, is that, one you that, said, that twin turbo yeah yeah the, uh, the twin turbo supercharged ram as well yes, yeah there was yeah, uh, there was yeah, lots of things Dobos, that, yeah. yeah there's a couple of um well we should slow down again hold on, hold yeah. on guys yeah, hold yeah on. We, we're so, moving let's talk about it because that's where we need to run through some of these cars so the guys just ran out rattled off some cars there there was essentially a single cab gq ute that is converted to essentially a street drag car with a one uz it's beautifully turned out it's known as Shucker around here, and um, and it's got a one UZ, and it was it was just blisteringly quick. Yeah, well, that was uh, the I think the quickest run of the weekend. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I've got sent a heap of stuff here, but you're the tech guy. You you, you do yeah. all the well. You do then, the you do the stats. I'll yeah. I'll do. We'll the... run through them, but then the, another couple of standout cars is what you're talking about. We won't it, show that to Bill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, coffee. Uh, a couple other standouts. There was a, a a TRX there, like a Dodge Ram with the supercharger, but it also had two low slung turbos on it or through the exhaust system. And that thing was rolling off 10 seventies. And it, and it wasn't even, it was having issues. Uh, it was confusing the gearbox. So the gearbox wasn't As even it launching. Would it go, like where did this horsepower come <laughs> yeah, from? Yeah, yeah. Why? And what's crazy is it's built with 760 horsepower and yeah. it's still going, Hey, what are we doing here team? Yeah. Guys, so, come on here. Yeah. I yeah. mean, there was none other than your man, Alan Cornick. He oh, had a Corn fantastic Dog. run. Not yeah. only did he do a skid of the weekend. Yeah. He won the skid. Uh, which I'm very impressed about. Yep. But they were doing, uh, I, I believe, uh, Cornick. Well, if Cornick was here, he could tell us his weekend. I but know. Bloody he, soot. Yep. Weak as water. Bloody hell. Anyway, the mild of So Hoggy's been on. Jeffro's been on. And Cornick's scared. That's oh. what he is. <laughs> anyway, 1250s. And then he actually got out the laptop, did some tuning, and was running 1150s by the end of it. Yep. Like out of a turbo six liter alloy block too. Yeah, which pulled is like a hundred meter wheelie or something. Crazy in a GU wagon. That is essentially a daily driver. Like I know it's not a drag. Well, driver, he, he towed the trailer he, home yep. and yeah, popped the tires back off it and um and yeah, towed his trailer home and yep. yeah, she's all good. Yep. Uh, Nick Hogg was another guy that we've had on board with us before. He rattled off a 12-1 best, which is super impressive. It's a cast iron block six liter turbo, single turbo shorty. It's that panel one. Uh, the boys from the uh, fridge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pig Motorsport. And um, I mean, it's again, I like, I don't want to throw out this streetcar thing too much, but again, if he's not driving the daily, like if, you know, it's a nice day, he'll drive it to work. He'll do bits and pieces in it. Like, it's not like it's a trailer queen, you know, like for these four wheel drives, cause they're getting in at what, three ton by the time you've got a cage and a bit of other stuff. And they're not really, I mean, I know there was a few cars down there on small tires, but well, Nismo was down there, none other than Mark Warrender. And I mean, he was running his Duramax down the track on Nitto Mud Grapplers because oh, yeah. that's yeah, a yeah, good yeah. choice for a drag yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, how cool is that? And it's just so good to see all these guys just out, you know, racing. And again, we've sort of talked about, you know, this and this and before. And, and they were, oh, see, I'm going to get caught here because the other one that we got to mention now, boy, Russell Mason, who's been on the podcast yeah. here, um, he ran a 1140 yep. out of that. And, and that's the guy, um, Ladies and gentlemen, that's got the it's a 
two block with a four no, point four point five block. I don't know. I can't yeah, keep up with it. It's a yeah, four point five point block with a with a, a stock four point eight crank in it. Yes. To make it somewhere near four point eight liters. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and it, it basically it's just a concoction of parts with two turbos with gates that open and yes yeah, yeah it starts on one turbo switches over to the other turbo and yeah switches to both then yes it's yeah, on yeah. now on e85 yeah. I, i'll be I, getting this all wrong Russell. Yeah, oh, sorry man, and he'll be very <laughs> frustrated with us because yeah, yeah. he's told us about 30 times but you got to understand yeah. No one understands what's inside that boat. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, no we, one knows. We, we just get this like, hmm, cool. Yes, yes. This guy is such a weapon. We have literally seen him going through boxes of rods in his shed and go, hmm, yeah, that one looks all right. Oh, no, not that one. So this is our Mason. He is a, a lure unto himself. But to run an 1140 out of that shorty, that, again, it is a streetcar. He's we, we talked about it on this podcast right here where – and he'd forgotten half the things he did where we talked about towing trailers and rooftop tents doing Coffs Harbour on top. Like, that thing's a streetcar. Like, yeah, probably, he's, he's definitely a done a wild streetcar, but – yeah. yeah. But even, um, like, Trav Henry in that in that whatever the hell that thing is. Yeah. What, what, what mode is in that sucker? In the in the old GQ? Yeah, I'm the not – one? I think it's uh, – I think it's supercharged big block, I think. Oh, right. Nice space. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a cool car. It's it's, it's a nice-looking car, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's the light silver over dark grey one. Yeah, yeah. So so he couldn't run four-wheel driving, so he was running skinny tyres. Yep. Um, they did post up his time there. Yep. Did, you, did you see that time come through? Let's let's have a look. Yeah, there's, there's a big list. Let's get the list because there's plenty. And then you got um, Dave Casey in the in the little um, little Suzuki. Yes. Ended um, up having gearbox issues, I believe, later yep. in the night. Yep. Yeah. So, it, which is to be expected. Well, that was yeah. its first yes. sort of run in height, and yep. it, it pulled some good times. Yes. Um, obviously, um, gearing was probably a little high in it by the looks of it. Yep. But, but he um, he kept it together and and had it going nice and straight down the track. Yeah. And obviously, definitely. Dave's Dave's been doing a bit of the the V8 Utes. Yes. Um, you know, he's uh, been down there with Bendix and those yep. guys. And Well, the other one we were talking about, we were talking about it at the track, was that uh, FJ40 on coilovers with the oh, LS in it. That was How tidy. straight, like it was low 13s. Did, did not expect that. Yep. And tracked beautiful and straight down that drag strip. So, and consistent. And consistently as yep. well. Yeah. Yep. I, uh, I'm willing to call it out. I'm going to say that I think uh, there's lots of other places that like to – to claim it, but CQ has always been the mecca and definitely has the fastest street-driven four-wheel drives. Yeah, I like the street-driven thing because yes. I think that that's the truth. Yeah, like, and, and it is. Yeah, And, like and genuine four-wheel drives. So they, well, they all got to get a Fibrox. Oh, yeah, that's oh, exactly I've right. got Ben Dobinson literally. Thanks, Ben. I really appreciate it. So it's a, a Traveran 1150 and it's a supercharged big block. It's a war speed motor. Yeah. Uh, so a few of them have war speed motors. Yeah, it's yeah. very tied up with war speed. And yeah, so mm -hmm. that's, that's awesome. And it is a very fast car. And Again, they're full bodied. It's not like they've yeah. got cut out doors. It's, it's yeah. no chainsaw. So, yep. you know, like it, it's pretty cool. No chainsaw. No chainsaw. <laughs> not light and race light. Straight up tetanus off that thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a few, there was a few that looked like they'd give you tetanus, didn't Yeah, they? that's true too. Uh, the, did we, uh, sorry I was still talking I, about cars. No. Sorry if I missed that for a second. The purple shorty. What are you, the oh. huge cut? No, no, you know, the GQ that was doing wheel spin. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, with on the slicks. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That was wild. Like there was just so many cool cars there. Yeah. And even a few sneakies. Like, you know, there was, um, uh, Lionel Durry had his uh, BT50 there that he was, they were having gearbox issues, but he was sneaking into, I think it was running low 14s with the gearbox issues. And that's out of a BT50 that's like literally just a work tilly that yeah. he's got. So, you know, like that's not Well, it's a fun weekend. The, 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 the guys, uh, it was really good for the Benarabi guys to to actually um, hold the event and, and Benny for putting it on from uh, Dobbo Springs and Spring and Suspension. Um, but, you know, like to, 
to have guys go down there with their rides and be able to have a fun weekend, not break a heap of yep. stuff and yep. and um, put on such a good show, I think it's going to get great traction. Well, especially there was plenty of cars. So I was actually coming back up the highway on Sunday and the amount of vehicles that had come from down south, you know, that's so cool that it's also got that support. Because we did talk a big game, CQ, that we're badass and all that sort of stuff. But it's cool to see other areas supporting it too. You know, they're getting into it. It's a different... Uh, style because a lot of these guys obviously again do wheel well, their cars. Well, Heath come up with um the the yes. lad with the with the um Duramax with the, with the Telstra truck. Yeah, with the yeah, Telstra yeah. truck. Oh, yeah, well, it was a full blown well, Telstra that, truck. That was the fastest diesel, wasn't it? Uh that was the fastest diesel. Yes, yes. yes. and yeah. I think it didn't it didn't win because it he he I blew his dial out. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And no, I having dramas with it. Uh, having a quick chat to Heath on the weekend, he was saying That's it was Scott, hold Sorry, Scott Connolly. Yes. Oh, it could be. Yeah. And it ran 11.3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, hold, holding about 40 pound of boost and then it'd go into top and um, would spike to about 50, 55 pound of boost <laughs> was, on the stock bottom end. So yeah. Heath was sweating a few bullets every time it With got to about half emotional track. look on his face. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was it was a bloody healthy car and was yeah. um, yep. was running some great numbers. Yeah. But, oh, but, I think I did a 12. Did it do a 12 too? Low 11s. Low 11s. Yes. Yeah. yeah they, they, were hoping, yeah, yeah, they were hoping to crack into the. Um, hoping to crack into the tens, but just I think they yeah. with the boost issues, they didn't quite push it as they, hard as what they wanted. I wonder did they use the shot of NOS on it? No. They didn't. No, I don't yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. But um if you remember a little while ago back when they do like is it diesel assault or whatever they do at Willow yeah. Bank? Yeah, yeah. It it was racing there when Heath was racing his wagon and yeah. it, it actually had the full Telstra body on the back of it. So it it, it was a, a leaf sprung Telstra body had the had the step and everything to get onto the roof like that yeah so, so they cool. with the duramax in it yes yeah, so oh they, and did you see the um 80 series uh with a swap tech um yes. uh, fte fte in it. Yep. yeah yep. It, was, it did very well it, it it ran some good numbers yeah, it ran it strong yeah yeah it was it th uh i want to say was it low 14 something like that i believe so yeah which I is quick so. i mean you know, like we're talking about a full-size street driven daily driven yeah with an fte wagon. It, like, yeah, yeah. it's interesting that 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 trend is taking off, putting the FTEs in the Nissans, isn't it? Yeah, like, was yeah. was never a done thing in it. As it everyone wasn't. just loved their kettles. Yes, yeah. You know, you just, and if you loved an FTE, you just kept it in a cruiser. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it made sort of sense. But yeah. no, like now that sliding them in, you know, there, there's quite a few going around now. And yep. Yeah, so that's cool. Hey, again, Ben's on, which is awesome because he's talking, and it's reminding me because the other car that I didn't even think about when we were talking before, boys, is that 80. Remember that rusted 80 that had the, the eight, LS in it? The 80? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And I saw it on the road too. Well, they were just saying it ran 1190s and it's literally a junkyard stock LS1, stock gearbox, stock drivetrain, stock everything. Just got two GT28s <laughs> bolted on the side of it. So oh, it's twin turbo. Twin turbo. How My cool man. is that? But it My literally man. is just like a, <laughs> it looks like every grandfather 80 series with rust. Like it looks like it comes straight off um, Fraser Island on the rentals. Yes. And yeah, and it's so cool, isn't it? So it's it's cool that those things are out there and doing those things. And uh, yeah, because again, take this how you want it. 15 years ago, like really, you know, there was only a handful of really big horsepower cars getting around. Most cars were were tuned up or tweaked. Like, you know, it wasn't so long ago if you had a GD28 roller on your uh, TD42 and had 150 horsepower, you you were going fast. Oh, yeah. And, when, we, yeah. when, when we cracked the 200, that was a big deal. It was a nuts car. That's what yeah. I mean. Like, you know, now every every Manny's dog's got a 300-horsepower TD and and a, a three-piece and a three-piece crank. So, yeah, so three hundred horsepower, yes. three-piece crank. It makes yeah, it easier to remove. Yeah, oh, yeah, when you pull it out yeah. in three pieces. But yes, that, that, why is my clutch moving? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
no, so it's very cool. And it was such a well-run event. And I mean, and then at the end, uh, as you mentioned there, we talked about Cornick doing the big skid. The photos are all over the internet, as you can imagine. And, it, you know, and blowing heaps of flames, yes, which, we, which yes. we love to oh, see. Oh, actually, every time in the pits after you've done a run and it's coming back down the, like, do they call it a service road still? Yes. Yeah, and now uh, the pit road and it's it's just shooting flames. I, I saw in the group chat, someone's uh, someone's uh, family lives down in Benarabi and they said, gee, the fireworks were loud down there. Fireworks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Fireworks. Yes. I, yeah. <laughs> that had to be old mate in that uh, shorty that did the wheel stand with the bar in it because he was, um, uh, and, and I don't think it's the spicy tune pop like, say, Cornick, and uh, yeah. I think it was actually literally key bangers. So he, <laughs> <laughs> he'd put on the limiter and turn it off and oh, hold it no. and then start it again to get a big pop out of it. Oh, so Steve like, Holgate the, a bit proud. Yeah, the old key bangers. It's, yeah. uh, I love it. No, but it was just such a great event. But and you know, like the the food, like I I obviously took my partner down and she walked through the pits and she's like, Of course you're talking about the food. <laughs> what the hell? Oi, you who, know what's funny? Who bought him? Oi, oi, who, no, no, who, bought, paid, a, who bought a pizza and I'm, instantly went, Oh, give us a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We all know. We all know. And then hey, did you pay where's my fifty, mate? No, you don't deserve uh, exactly nothing, right. mate. Anyway, long story short is did you like walking through the pits, you know, shirts. You could buy merchandise, you could buy pizzas, you could buy burgers. Oh, you could a, buy there was a bar there, bar re- there. reasonably priced as yeah. well, which, yeah. you know, yep, which is something that's big. You know, obviously they've got the market cornered, but they didn't, yep. uh, didn't Shade, overcharge. Shaded areas yes. for spectators. Like, it's just, a, it's a, not like, because we probably hope we didn't make it sound. It is a great event for young males to go down to and have a good time because it's like that. But, you know, kids were there. There was plenty of activities for everyone. And I think that, uh, you know, Dobbo's really done a great job putting that on and making it happen. So, yeah. Well, and, and the guys from Monarabi too, like, it was so refreshing to see the the guy uh, doing the driver's briefing and explaining, uh, because I don't know a damn thing about drag racing, except you start at one end and go to the other. Um, and I knew nothing about dial-ins and, and, and if stuff you, like And if you hit the shed at the end, you've yeah, yeah, <laughs> Albin. Yeah, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah. So yeah, it was it was interesting to see and the and the way they went about it, and they they just had a, a you know a welcoming uh, approach to new people coming to do the sport, which I thought was admirable. And they they um they really included new guys and and didn't make them feel like idiots. And yes. yeah, I, I thought it was a, a yeah, it's something that um you know any young fella could throw something together and go down there and have a, have a whale of a weekend. Yeah. And, and you don't need a turbo LS or something like there was plenty of guys there in GQs with a just little pump tweak, having a good time. There was that, there was that 48 down there that sounded like a 10 car that was stuck in a Creek on the rev limiter and they went for smoke. Yes. (laughs) They would definitely give it at the Oh my God. I think my ears are still ringing from that. Yep. But yeah, like, you know, again, there was a couple of guys in, in their street tridents, King's tents on, you yep, know, like yep. that. So yeah. And, um, consistency would have put them in a good position, honestly, to, to have a yeah, good run. Well, like you were talking about before, um, and we sort of got a bit sidetracked talking about performance, but yes, it is a dial your own handicap bracket. And the idea behind that means you, um, from your qualifying, you select or you nominate your own time. And, um, even though you and the competitor that's in the other lane will start at, um, at different times, it's still first across the line without going faster than what you nominated. Otherwise, you um, you break out. So yeah, consistency. It's crazy because it sounds very interesting, but from my old drag days, I can tell you, it's actually a bit of a pain in the neck sometimes. You're yeah, like, very you know, hard. It sounds to like do. a complicated, uh, yeah, a, a way to stuff up a good race. Yes, yeah. Well, yeah. I th- I well think, that's what I've always liked about racing. Yeah. You start well, think, here and you finish here. It kind of doesn't matter what happens in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think yeah. the idea behind that is they don't have to run fifty million classes. Yeah. As well, you know, I think the idea is that they don't have to do a um 
a diesel standard, a diesel performance, yeah. uh, a, you know, like, and you know, like, yes, they do the petrol limited and the petrol unlimited, but yeah. that's sort of probably required. But yeah, I think yeah. It, it, it alleviates them from having to do, um, yeah, a hundred thousand classes. So everyone right. sort of gets a fair go, but then also brings that interesting element into yeah, it. And, exactly and obviously like their said, reaction time, like yes. when they post up their reaction time. So actually we, we talked about um, Ben organizing, but it, Benny's reaction Raced. time on that tree, man, and was on the week. Especially in a uh, in a clutch car. Yes. Like yeah, very cool. You've only got two feet. There's three yes. pedals, man. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Got to work some special stuff yeah. down there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. it's very cool. And and, then, and he's got a really uh, unhappy gearbox um, this week too. I'm told. There's a few of them that. Might pretty sure every that. manual car from that weekend. Well, there's going to be some Hilux diffs down. <laughs> I reckon uh, uh, there'll, there'll be plenty of searching for Hilux centers. Yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. There's some not so much LSDs. <laughs> I, also th- I also think there'll be some uh, rear Triton and rear co- uh, Colorado uh, brakes. For yep. sale. We <laughs> saw a couple of clutch burnouts too, which were pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. When uh, the, the rev limit is bouncing and the, yep. and the wheels aren't moving. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, the, in the burnout comp, uh, I think people uh, didn't know the old vice grip trick on the uh, on the rear brake line because there was um, a few uh, – cars that had the old rear brake fire as well when they um when they pulled up after doing the burnout but always always a good time at the uh at the dobinson's king of the strip but yeah and also like hats off to those guys as well i think in the week leading up to with the amount of cars that were um that were scheduled there the the prize money went from six and a half to almost ten and a half thousand dollars for the for the weekend for the different classes and stuff like that which is um which is huge like that's a awesome thing for that event like Plenty of prize money. Hang out in the pits with your friends, your family, your missus, everything like that, and have have a good time. And then straight up the bowwow. <laughs> <laughs> that happened. I haven't seen anything. No, no. no. Well, after, well, Rocky Nats was a uh, was obviously another thing that we uh, that we had recently yes. here in Rocky and was massive. Yep, and the forward rise represented again. Yep, yep, yep. No, yeah, it was that, cool. Dave did a great job of organising that. For he the, did do um, a great job. That yeah, was awesome. Yeah, really good. Yeah, it, it, it was. Uh, yeah, good to be part of. Took the old my old diesel in there for a bit of a look around, and yep. yeah, they uh, uh, nearly got in a little bit of trouble for doing a burnout here and there. <laughs> but but um, but I, no, look, isn't that everyone's rocky nut story oh, though? Yeah. It's just yeah, you just got to be smart enough not to get caught. Yeah, God. yeah. No, that was awesome in that area, and because you know the four drives now are so popular with the the kids, you know, like. They can really relate to it. Dad's got her this, or, yep. you know, and then all of a sudden, well, that's a little bit more of a beast of a GQ than than what Dad's got with the Y62 at home or whatever, you know. And it's really something that's taken off the four drive scene, and and the fact that it's at an event like that, and there's cars, they're running them at the strip, they're driving them down the street parade now, like you know, back like in the, the numbers, you know, did did you ever see what numbers actually came to Rocky for that weekend? Like they, they oh. must, like it was like Beef Week style crowd for yep. for the weekend, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't think there would have been a room spare. Well, I think they actually called it uh, the Street Parade is Australia's biggest street parade. So really? big, bigger than Summonats, they get more cars, more um, yeah. more more spectators, more cars and everything like that compared to Summonats. Well, there was there over a thousand Hats. cars. Unbelievable, yeah. right? Yeah. Actually, yeah. I think it was your video of, it must have been at the back of the showgrounds there. Did you put a, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yep. just the sheer number sheer in numbers, that back yeah. area there? That yep. was just crazy. Like, And then the weather, 
it looked like it wasn't going to play the game, and then oh. it came perfect just right at the right time, didn't it? So, it did. They 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 jagged it. Yeah, yep. they it was perfect because I, I yeah I must admit for all us locals like when we were sitting there in the morning Ooh, going this oh, is not good this is bad guys. <laughs> yeah. really bad but yeah no just absolutely nailed it and it turned out to be a great time the street drags were good the yep. you know the, the the burnouts were good yeah, and yeah that- it, yeah, so um, talking to Dave too, they um, they said that there's, the, you know, they're going to try to expand a little bit next year. They the the team are working with him to to put on a bit more of a uh, display, uh, possibly even some um, some off road stuff. Yeah, um, cool. But it'll only be like display wise. Obviously, rooms a factor, but yeah. but yeah, try to bring a new element into the into the scene to get some more eyes on 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 these cool machines and what they can do. Yeah, absolutely. What a perfect thing. And it's just so good to see the guys again. Like you said, Dave Casey deserves a big pat on the back with that because he he does put a lot of work in behind the scenes on that sort of stuff. And and he's doing a great job with that. So yeah. The stockers with lockers boys. So Yep, hundred percent. Yeah, and, and actually talking about that while we're going, uh, we've sort of glossed a few things, but um, you know, for all our listeners out there, make sure you get on the socials too and support these guys. Like so uh, the Dobbinsons, King of the Strip, and whatnot, and you know, as well as Dobbinsons. Well, Dobbinsons in in general, like in general, and and the, all these guys that were mentioned, like you know, uh, Shucker and and you know, uh, Alan Cornick, which is Corn Speed Shop. You should get on there. You know, Pig Motorsport. We've had Pig on before. Um, you know, Nick Hogg. Well worth getting on their pages and keeping up to date because they're just building cool stuff. They're just building just, cool stuff, yeah. and 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 they, uh, you know, like they have a ball when they did it. Um, you know, like the. The um the you know just a great circle of friends you can see they back each other up and yep. they they they're uh, they're great yep. really proud of the local CT yep. boys they're doing such a good job yeah absolutely oh well, even and again I, I know this is just the crew that we see but like Jeffro Charles like he's over in WA he's buying a house in uh, on actually must be like tomorrow or something or Wednesday or something like that couldn't make it over this time but you know sharing videos sharing this sharing that you know it, it's just so cool that he's you know even though they're just people doing what they can for this sort of section aren't they yeah. So yeah, it's cool. I like it. the Dobinson boys did a great job. They saw a bit of a market with it, and we talked to him last year before the event. Yep. I talked to Ben, and and you know it was really he's a super humble guy, super nice guy. You know, you guys can go back and watch that interview, and he's pretty chill about it all. You know, just wants to do a bit of racing, but what they're providing is something great because it is you know. Well, it's hard to get events, and obviously, yeah. like you know, the whole consensus beyond the uh, what we're talking about today is is losing events. Like, yes, you know, like it's it it's just so you're under the spotlight every time you turn yep. around and do something yep. now, and and um and it's just hard. Like, although it's cooler to see the cars getting better and better, but but the um you know with with phones and and more people and yep. and and more publicity, it, it's it's easy to shine a bad light on some of this. Here stuff. go, guys, stop putting stupid stuff on the internet, please. Yeah, for yeah. goodness yeah, yeah, sake. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's what you're saying, isn't it, Bill? Just <laughs> yeah, like it's it, it is. We can lose it in a day, and yep. and um and you know like we we just got to be smart. We used to um uh, yeah. I do yeah. believe in putting your phone in the pocket every now and yeah. then, and yeah. just yeah. putting that in the memory. Enjoying bank. life, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely, but. Yeah, it's, it's hard, and it's good that, yeah, again, these guys are doing these sort of things where you can go and have a good play. You can race your mate. You can, you can talk some good smack and have a great time. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. and even it's kind of cool in the sense that you really do know too, like, you know, for years, oh, well, I wonder what that car would do over there, you know. I wonder yeah. what a what a stroker flying 5.2 litre, you know, 4 eight would do. Well, here it is. This yeah. is what they do. Like, yeah, and then and then like to see them coming up with their own ideas. Like, should I run four wheel drive? Yes, yeah. yes. Well, yeah, maybe sure. I'll put it in and see yeah. what happens. Do yeah. the little ties make a yeah. biggest difference as we yeah. think? Should, should we do skids? Yeah. Should we not do skids? Yeah, you know, yeah like, that was interesting, wasn't it? So yeah. a lot of them chose not to. Well, yeah. I think the big thing is is uh, a Nissan uh, automatic front locking hubs because if you did a skid, <laughs> yes, 
and then you went to put it in true four drive it might take and one of those hubs decided not to go in. yes could be a spectacular start it would definitely eject driving yes Yes. absolutely no it was cool it was very cool so yeah no i I enjoyed every aspect of it i don't know i I literally had nothing bad to say about the whole weekend it was it was a charm the lineups weren't crazy looking forward to it next year that um so uh uh, Benny was saying they're going to try to probably shift the date away from the the Fink. Obviously, it's oh, yeah. it's hard for us because yep. you know, look, and, there, and there's a big Fink crowd. Like it's not just about people coming to race, but you you know, there's a lot of people that that head to the centre of Australia this time of year, and and um and and now that motorsport is sort of breaching out um to to different events, and and it it, it would be good to see some of these line up that we can get vehicles to to more racing and. Yep. And um, yeah, just more publicity, the better. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's hard, isn't it? Because I mean, it has notoriously been hard for us to get to King of the Strip just because of the clash with Think. But then the flip side, you know, because I hear what you're saying, I think it's probably overall a positive thing. But then you know, like it was good for Jeffro Charles, wasn't it? Because he made it one yes. trip and did a loop yep. and went to yep. Think. So you know, there's there's these plus and minuses, no matter which way. He is make- a pretty wild dude, though. Like seriously, he drove his um, his uh, GU from. Uh, Perth. Mm. Um, I think he even switched the pulleys on the supercharger, so he he, he got better fuel or took it off. Yeah, I, believe he, it, yeah. I believe he tried he drove taking it. the belt off, but I think it was a bit of a foul. I yeah, think it, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, well, yeah. So he drove the same car over here and um uh and and ran awesome times. Um, did he kill the gearbox? Yeah, I first so this passed. Is a couple of yes. years. Yeah, though. yeah, a couple of years ago, killed the gearbox. Year. Yeah, and, that, like, and did he bring his car? Yeah, it will be uh, this group text will go off in a second. Yeah, 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 I'll get he, this all wrong. Yeah, this is all wrong. Sorry, year, boys. First year he ran and did well yeah. and had a great year. Yes, but then the next went year, to think. Yes, on the way home. Yes, yep. and then the next year he broke the gearbox, left yeah. the car here, Flew went back, back home. No, put a gearbox in his suitcase. Carry on. <laughs> went to Fraser. Flew back. Flew back to here and yeah. put the gearbox in it. And then he towed a trailer all the way home. Yes. So yeah. you know, like wild yeah it's because that's again does it get any more streetcar than driving your patrol around the country and and, and that's the same principle that 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 russ has had his whole life is is we 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 take it to the race you know we we drive it there we drive it home it might have one wheel driving and i've seen him do that i've seen we you know he's smashed everything out of it except for one cv so he runs the air locker with one cv to drive home yes Yes, and still trying to do skits. He'll yeah. tell you that. Ne- he'll tell you that never happened. Yeah, it, it happened. happened. Yeah. I saw it happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was no, there. It's so fun. <laughs> yeah. So no, it's very cool stuff. And yeah, again, I suppose that's that's what's bringing it all together, isn't it? Like, and then it's all these groups that probably wouldn't have mixed previously. Now they're going to an event. Like you think about the great people we've met through Think Gundy, yep. Don River Dash, all these people. And well, there you go, man. Like the guys you we're talking to now are people that we've met through racing. That's right. So, you know, like as in even down to Lance, Toby, all these guys, you know, that it's, it's people that you just meet in this environment. That's because I think it's a bit more relaxed, the off-road environment, isn't it? Like it's so good. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, and to see, you know, these crossover, um, uh, races too, like, um, you know, Toby's obviously blown a big, uh, a big flag for the off-road scene in, 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 you know, number one on the bikes, but then also in the trucks. Um, doing so well. Poor Buggers had a bad run at the 500 again. Again, it's hard. Um, yes, yeah. They just they must feel like they got a monkey on their back. But uh, for those who don't know, that um, Tobes is 
uh, race the 500 on the weekend with Wheelie, and um, they're both flying back over to race Fink this weekend. So, so I know Jono's out at um, out at Alice now with uh, with with Toby's car, and I would imagine Keys is um, Keys is over at the. Um, well, he probably I'm, I'm not sure where Keys was, but but I know his crew would have. Uh, Paulie's G6 over there, the, yep. the the geyser truck. Um, Rumor is Keys is uh, currently buying up every firework in Alice Springs, <laughs> so there's not available. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's too soon. It, it, we might park that one for now. <laughs> let's get through the week. Yeah, let's get through the week first. Um, uh, well, interesting. Let's, let's circle back because we love a chat. Isn't it interesting? Because I was just thinking when you talk like that, because it's so true. Poor old Paul and Toby at the moment just can't oh. seem to win a trick at the moment no, they're, no. they're on pace their build quality is second to none their team is spotless isn't it interesting how it goes because let's you know go back a couple of years remember bryce menzies he couldn't put a foot yeah. wrong yeah and then all of a sudden and nothing's changed because the team's still the best in the business the best driver the best gear and then all of a sudden just went through and like a little yeah and that's just... that's that mental side of it that yeah. yeah it's not and it's not just mental in the car mm. it's mental in general and mm. and you know i i know i've um you know i've been guilty of wanting to do well yep. and and i actually well, for me, I find that if I go there with a with an agenda to to do something, it it it, it seems to always go a bit pear shaped. Yep. Um, or you know, maybe it doesn't go completely pear shaped. Maybe a bit of it went pear shaped, and then what you did then, yep. you know, you you you, you might have screwed yep. up. But I I find I race the best when I just go there, and and just shaking every, everything loose, just hang out, talk crap, you know. You know, but it does help when you got someone like Steve prepping the car. Of course, the right people with you, and and you and you know that you can just leave that in the box, and it's yep. you know you don't have to worry about that. He'll he'll actually tell me to go away because yep. I'm a pest sometimes. Yep. Never knew when that. we say Steve, we're talking about the guy that just uh, told you not to drive next year. Is that? The- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what am I? A bit rough. Is that, talking what <laughs> no, but you're absolutely right. And the reason that I brought up that Bryce Menzies example is that he just won the 500. Yes. So you know, like talent for bucket. Yeah. Loads, yeah. Look, look, right look. I, I had, I had him to, to, to take out the top spot. To be honest, they, they, more than, more than done the, done the job. Um, it just didn't, it just didn't line up. So. Yeah. You know, yep. it is what it is, I suppose. Yep. And it was say. such an interesting race again because, you know, there were some sprinters at the start. Yeah. Mm. Again, we do this all the time. You know who was there again was Larry Rossler and, and yeah. uh, Rob Mack yep. in yeah. the top five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. They're just always there. Yeah, they're so yeah, good. Yeah. Like, you know, like it's it's such an interesting race. And then, you know, this guy has a little issue and this, you know, it's, it's just such a changing race. And, yep. yeah, it's, it's so spectacular. Uh, Luke McMillan is coming to a few issues as well. Like, yep. I mean, you know, they've been – you talk about the other guys oh, who yeah. have been running the same program for a long time and, and strong and, and weren't doing, you know, were doing well, but then, you know, something really clicked. They got that, that two wheel drive racer on yep. track and then that, you know, they were very, Oh, consistent. there was a period where you wouldn't bet yeah. against no, Luke McMillan. No, he yeah, was that fast. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Three time Baja champion, three time two fifty champion. Like, yeah. Yeah. Super consistent. And, and, and like you said, it, it's, it's capitalizing when when things are going your way and everything like that. Like, well, I, you know, look at look at Renchi. Like, yeah, um, yeah. you know, Renchi had a run there where it was sort of like we probably should just all stay home. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And and you know, like then you know, like it it only then you forget that for those few years that he had he had engine issues and then they sort of got on top of that and then then it's like he, his engine couldn't even blow up ever. Mm. Um, so it was a, you know, it, everyone has a cycle in it. And yep. Well, you brought him up, so I'm interested yeah, yeah. in this that. This is a conversation we Dan and I were having the other day, yeah. So 
the exact thing that you're talking about. Like he was the man, and, and I mean Shannon's a legend, just so we're clear. Like, um, but then he did have that period. So when crushed they, it in the Shinoeth. Yep, yep. Changed to the Jimco. Yep. Had some dramas. Didn't go that well. Took about, a bit of a did break. Did about three races. Yeah, yeah. Had DNF'd a couple of them. Didn't do that well. Um, took a break. Went and got on top of the Jimco. Come out and was just a Smoking. menace. Just, just the Shannon that we all know. So now the th- same things happened. He's got the the champion, uh, the hammerhead, the hammerhead. hammerhead sorry, yeah. had a few dramas like, and we we're only talking about this the other day, where I was like, Boy. oh, you know, he sucked at Fink. No, yeah, I didn't mean no. suck. You didn't say yeah, suck, yeah, no, I didn't. You suck. But I was like, where did like I didn't even realize where he finished. And Dan goes, you know, he finished fourth. Yeah, like, oh yeah. But he's got to the level where yeah, we're yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. If he's not on the podium, you my mind automatically sort of assumes that he DNF'd because you don't expect him to not finish yeah. on the podium. Yeah. But he has taken a bit of time off, hasn't raced, you know, the start of this season or anything well, well, like that. Well, there's so much in it. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, it, it's it's interesting watching people's comments about um, what, what Toby does too. Um, you know, like, They've they've got a whole plan in their head of what they think Toby's doing, but he's yeah. but he's you know he's here, he's there, you know that might come off because one of the big ones uh, they you know he uh, Toby did actually say he was going to do the jewel run um, earlier in the year, but you know he he's he's got a job he, he you know his yeah. job is to run that rally bike and run it well and yep. and, and and it really come down to I I, I think they would have liked to him. Uh, even, even Red Bull, I think, would have liked to even, him to do um, uh, Fink this year, but but obviously he he he's smart enough to know that he's got to put his work into into the rally bike stuff. And well, I believe he's straight after Fink, essentially hopping on a plane and flying straight back to America to go testing again yeah. on the on the rally bike. Yep, yeah, yep, that yeah, is yeah. a true story. And, and and he's leading the championship. Yes. Yep. So so you know that that's um, that's showing that he's he, he's got full control of what he's doing and 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 but. You know, getting back to that, um, the choice between Fink and and um, and doing the rally, he, he had to do the R and D for Mexico, or or do it for Fink. And yep. and and you know, I don't think many people understand how much, even though Fink's such a short race, it's it's just so important when you're when you're pulling a helmet on. It's a lot different to sitting in a roll cage. A hundred percent. Yep. Because when you when you make a boo boo, you your head hits the dirt, and then a bike tries to uh, pull Jack, your racing. Jack Simpson off. is another prime yep. example of that. This year, he's yep. not racing um, due to his racing commitments in America. He's only just landed back in the country, and um, he said the same thing. He goes at the level he wants to compete at. Think the the prep and effort and pre running that he has to put in. That it's just he doesn't have the time available to do it to be able to safely competitively compete at the level he wants to and and that's probably the that's probably the big the big thing as well the what's the the asterisk in that statement is at the level that these guys want to compete at toby's not going there to get a spike jack simpson's not going there to get a spike you know they want to be well see it's been a long time since toby actually went out there and spent weeks and weeks and weeks running that track like he he turns up there and just goes off what it used to be and and um, yeah, I, I'm I'm glad that he's he's not just doing another wing in it type type race out there because it's it's serious stuff. Like what what Walsh is going to do, and 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 a lot of them young fellows out there, they 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 know they've got to put the work in to run the speed that they want to run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely one of those ones where it's um, yeah, the 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 risk versus reward for those guys is is a phenomenal thing for them. Like like you said, they're to to be like it is for the cars, it's a sprint race for those guys. Like they're they're riding to the absolute limit, you know. But the they're also, you know, they put a lot of hours in testing. They put a lot of hours into their suspension, a lot of hours pre running that track, so they can do that 
speed as safely as possible as well. Yeah, sorry, boys, I was dying over there. But, yeah, like you were talking about, I know you got onto motorbikes there, but talking about some of the cars that are in there, I wanted to talk to you about, like, there's some good names in there. I mean, there always is. It's AJ. <clears throat> That's a great one. Fantastic. But Josh Howells, obviously, is always fast. Oh, how's he? Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, Craig Martin's there in the Alpha. Yep. Uh, a dad for Brent Martin. Um, Glenn Owen's there again this year. Yes. None other than the famous Kent Battles runner <laughs> as well. Like, he's he's cracking along pretty well these days. So they, I wouldn't They've got spotted. that element cracking along well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Absolutely. Good show. Yeah, 33 of Shannon Wrench is there. Uh, Trev Chandler is having a good run in the 37 at the moment. That's that Matrix. Um, oh, that's a yeah, yep, yep, that, yep. So, you know, there is some really cool. I mean, I could list all of these. Um, Mikey Zaka might be a little sneaky to watch through. I mean, I, I think he's going to be a bit down on horsepower potentially compared to some, but it's still a stout little Chev powered. Like, I mean, Wilson's have never been known for having bad motors. So mm. it's going to be, but it's got big suspension. That's our ex Mike uh, Wilson Motorsports out of the States. So it's done some time in the big stuff and the boys have been working there. And I mean, Mike Zacker can definitely steer how it translates. Cause I mean, obviously he can steer, but coming out of a Can-Am where he's super fast, how that translates directly into a buggy going to find out you know what i mean like he's got lineage of races so um there's some good cars there like you said aaron james now i also saw tanner james on that list as well so it'll be interesting to see whether he's made the decision because nutbag last year ran single seat no gps just drove <laughs> what he could see <laughs> loose did he go because it's a two-seater car that he converted to single seater like you know what i mean like or is it you know it's a wide enough is what i'm guessing oh, absolutely saying. it was a two-seater when it came into yes. the country so i guess what i'm saying is is that list saying that to me that maybe he's gone well if i'm going to have a crack i'm going to have to run a gps and someone and and imagine having tanner because tanner knows the pace mm -hmm. yeah look the gps is so much well two things the gps makes you quicker but it also it, it it's also much safer yes like it, it, it oh that's interesting bill I, I like this but it's interesting because there's really two thoughts on that, isn't there? Mm. About probably is i know but in, in our cab with al you because, like it well well al knows speed you know, like yep. you could throw him beyond the wheel and yeah. he'd send the thing, you know, yeah. but, but, but it, I, I look at it, you, you've just got, um, that confidence that, yeah, that you can stay in it. And yep. because it's for a split second that, you know, you might have a, a big, thick bit of dust, yep. but you know, with, with him looking the whole time and I'm looking the whole time and, and you, you, you can push through that little bit of dust and then the window opens up yep. and you haven't rolled off. Totally agree. You know, because, oh. you know, I've, we're, we're out we're at, we want to win when we run races but i don't want to i don't want to run over someone either. yes like so so i still have that you know my days are just going with the you know looking at the tops of the trees that like, like that's yeah. did you hear, you hear about that but toby no i'll no. get i'll get back to yeah that. yeah but, but yeah but but yeah i I'd, I'd i'd hate to have someone stopped on the track and and clean them up and yeah and stuff like that it, it's, it's loose the first yeah. 30 k's i think can be very Hundred percent, and and, 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 that, and that is obviously the argument. Thirty meters back GPSs. Team. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. Well, yeah, that's but, why. Yeah. That, that that's why I, I I um you know everyone's pushing to get that top spot in in yes. prologue because yep. you know and 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 you know you've got to fight that frustration a little bit to to um to push in bad dust. Yes, but the GPS at least tells you when it's straight. Yes, um and and every you know. You know, you can hold the wheel straight and not run off the track. So, yeah. yes. Yeah. To me, I think it's safer. I don't think, you know, you'd have to, but then again, I, I get your point. You could, you could probably take that the other way. And that's way. what I mean. You but could then argue. You, you combine GPS with the rally safe system, yep. which yes. then communicates car to car. Yep. Like, yeah. It, it, and I can see the safety aspect because I just know how crazy it was. The one that we talk about when we were racing pre GPS, obviously, is that 
just not knowing like how many times we jumped off because you sort of like, yep, this is that, you know, Bill knows this one. That's this, uh, you know, uh, what I want to say. June, press, yes. and you just jump straight off it and it turns to the right. And you're like, oh, yeah. we're in the wrong Ooh, spot. I've done that. We're yeah. definitely yeah. in the wrong spot. I've barely so, landed on the surface right there. Exactly. So you know exactly what. So knowing, like being able to set the car up that you know that you're going a sweeping right. And we or, can put airplanes on there so we can you know when to send it. Honestly, a great story. I love that story. But yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see because I'm not against it by any means. It's yeah. just interesting to hear races talk about GPSs because obviously, and I mean, this is always, it's going to be polarizing. Some hate it, some love it. You know what I mean? And I can see both sides of the equation. I, I don't have a horse in the race, honestly, Bill. Yeah. I, well, we, we obviously we did, um, you know, where I probably get my bias from is, is racing in the US. Yes. When when they're like longer, big races and, and um, you you, you the the tracks can get no bunting like yep. there's 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 yep. you get out the middle and you know middle of nowhere in Vegas Serena and 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 you, all you have is the GPS yeah. and 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 I I feel some comfort in it and yep. and that you know even uh, that Al's done so much with that with that GPS setup too yep. so he's super confident with it yep. and um I like it because it yeah yeah if even if you pick a bit of a bad line likes of it Don you might pick one of the wrong lines. And he's got the confidence to say, no, stay in it. Yep. It's going to work out all right at yeah, the yeah. end of that. Yeah, you know, in, so. in 20 metres, we're yeah, going to be back yeah. where but, we But, yeah, but he'll say, in, in, you know, you get over to the left. Work your way to the left. That makes a lot of sense. No, yeah. and listen, again, I can't stress enough. I sort of don't have a fight in it. It's just interesting to hear different people talk about it. Hey, um, yeah, so, again, just running through some of the cool things, obviously, because I ran quickly, not even touched the – surface but of the buggies but there's also some awesome trucks obviously as yep. as you know um you know like there's obviously um you know gartner's there but also ben gartner's racing as well oh um, run the old truck yeah, yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. so um bo obviously bo's going to be pretty red hot man and, and so I, I know nothing bill and you can just say don't know if you want to but like was there a deceit like bo's running his truck and gonna oh you know 100 yeah, yeah, yeah. And, well wheelie's trucks here like the yeah. the the all-drive mason is here yeah, uh, uh, smoothies, smoothies, yeah, smoothies, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Like yeah in the absolutely, same yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, we didn't even touch on smoothie. He's he's got the, you know, one of the flashiest, nicest things that's ever built to go on yep. roads, and the masons in the US are just killing it yep. at the moment. Um, so yeah, it's uh, sorry, Bill, just to clarify really quickly, so it will run as a class eight. Truck. It will be a class eight. Yeah, so against Bentley. Uh, against Bentley, yep, yes, yep. yeah, and, so and, and all the patrols yep. at Sandy Bowman, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so yeah, Joe Gibbs engine, um, yeah, Masonatic, uh, Masonatic, paddle shifts, paddle shifts, uh, she's yeah. a million dollar truck, that's so. yeah, yep, uh, and, and let's keep spitting like Toby's running very much the same setup as last year, nothing, yep, too... pretty much, yeah, like honestly, Toby hasn't had much time to, to yep. look at the damn thing to be yep. perfectly honest. It, but I broke, don't fix it, yeah, yeah. And, and obviously, with the with the uncertainty of the race, like everyone was, you know, um, you know, wondering, well, it, it definitely affected it's it's one of the reasons we're not racing, yep. because you know, we we were behind the eight ball and probably not. You know, we'd have to throw our old engine in the thing and yep. and and get back out. Then we've done so much work to the car because um, we're obviously improving our car yep. uh, with a full rebuild this year. So so we just put it in up. Uh, we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna slave and 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 make shortcuts 
just to make a race that mightn't be on. So we had to we had to call it, and we understand the the situation that the Vink guys are in. That's why we're going out there to help them. But but yeah, it, it's and and obviously Toby's guys couldn't, all his US guys couldn't come over. Um, uh, so so they're all staying back home. So so it, I, I think it's going to be a year of everyone just sort of helping each other and 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 get through. But yeah, honestly, I I don't think I don't think the car the car will run well, Toby. You know, he, we, we all know that he could probably push a wheelbarrow down that yep. track faster than most people could race it. Absolutely. So. Yep. Don't disagree at all. Uh, Cade Crawford's out there racing as well. So that'll be pretty cool to see. You him. can't forget Travi. No, tra- oh, absolutely not. Dude. Yeah. Trav is very fast. Yeah. yeah so it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be a big year for the boys. Um, you know, such a sad thing losing their dad this year. And, yeah. and, um, you know, I was so glad I could get over there with the boys to, um, to, to celebrate his, his life and, yep. and what a life it was yep. uh, in the off-road scene. Yep. Um, yeah. In it, general. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, pretty proud of the boys. They, they, um, they, it, it'd be great to catch up with the crew out there and yep. do what we, so, so we seeing as do. we're doing a podcast, because another thing we talk about is what Trav are we going to see? I don't want to say that badly. It's a good, but like, you know, Trav. Oh, I on, think, I think you're going to. It's been a championship-minded oh, yeah, you, Trav You're going to see a, a pretty, pretty dialed in Trav, I reckon, yep. mate. Because yeah, we were impressed at how focused and yeah. everything he was at yeah. round one. He, round he two said, at, at Pincare as he well. He knew yep. what he was doing. He knew yep. where he had to be. Yep. Yeah. Whereas like, uh, let's just say Trav of like, say 2013. What, <laughs> <laughs> knocking the guy over, holding the sign behind the buggy. <laughs> <That's what laughs> yes. That yeah. was, that was. I hey, did really like that. Trip. If, that if, was you, fun. if you're not sure what we're right. talking about. I still think the highlight is that OBR video where he said, oh, well, we're in first by whatever he was, 20 minutes. Away. I'm not going to take it too hard. The next footage is in the dust and it's just red lights at six. Like it's just bouncing off the limiter. Like, yeah, no, it, it, that was a different animal, that yeah. Trav. Yeah. And, and Bo's that animal as well. Yeah. There's, there's a few of them that are, yeah. that, and that's another. Head on over to the, you talk about socials, head on over to their YouTube channel, uh, yes. Out of Bounds Racing, yeah. and uh, you'll see what we're talking about. But yeah. Hey, yeah. And they deserve a shout out too. While we're talking about media stuff, like that's one team that have stepped the game up with their videos and Huddy and all oh, the other Huddy. stuff they're yeah. going. Like, yeah, yeah. man, like they it's just their quality. So yeah, follow those guys and just check out what they're doing because yeah, it, it's a it's a far cry from some dude with an iPhone. I'm telling you, they're doing a great job. So yeah, it'll be good to see. And and again, yeah, no, I won't put any mockers on because commentators wreck everything. But yeah, yeah, it'll just I, be I, such a great. I, year. I think I think everyone's just um, this year though. You know, it's good to see. Uh, I know Toby's probably feeling a bit behind the eight ball. Um, you know, having to, to to go over and do the the five hundred, but we know that's that's what he does for a living. So he's yep. he'll, he'll be he'll he'll be making no excuses. Yeah. And, and and it's uh, hard too because it's all it does. It's seat time. He's comfortable yep. in the truck. He's you know, like I oh, know it's different, but but if it's one man that eats pressure for breakfast, it, yeah. it's Toby Price. He's like we, before. we we you know that year when he. First brought the Tisco truck in, you know, it oh. they were literally collecting it from the docks to run yep. out there. And he went with full Red Bull media, you know, made documentaries about it, talked about the race, had a had a series going on YouTube, and he he hadn't even driven the truck. Like well, and and he, he well, rocked he, up and did what he did, you know. So that's a man that even down to they bin the guys at the first time, oh, no yeah. troll fault of his own. But yeah. right at that second, you know, there was no truck. There was no this. I know yeah. they fixed it and they did a great job. But yeah, that guy's dealt and, and with adversity. And bought, bought it in on, on seven cylinders. Yeah, in second, yeah. first in class. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, talking through, sorry, boys. I mean, wow, what a list we've got. Like, we've obviously also got, um, I was going to bring up Nicholas Cummins in the 479. That's the Lime truck, you know, oh, the yep. Brenthal. Yep. And uh, 
and I'm just impressed with them. I want to give them a shout out because um, how do I say this politely? Because I don't want to sound like, like they were always fast, but when we saw them at St. George, they were like, how do I say this? You know, they were, they were in the race, but they weren't at the front of the race. Whereas like St. George this year at the uh, 900, like they were in that race until they broke the gearbox. So they, they were having good times. They were running good competitive laps. Like they had the truck a lot more dialed in. Cause you remember the first St. George, I hope I'm not standing on anyone's toes. Their mechanics like these guys are idiots. They know nothing, but it was real uh, uncomfortable. It was jacking in the rear. It was none of that at this St. George. So I think we're going to see McIntyre. That's right. So I think we're going to see a different uh, Nicholas Cummins this year. It's going to be interesting to see that truck race, as well as they've got that Brenthal buggy as well that they've done a whole heap of work to. I think it had, don't quote me on any of these guys, but I think it had like a Renault RN4 gearbox in the back of it or something Ooh. real. It was like a Renault auto thing. Is that kind of like a buggy thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, he doesn't know. He goes, oh, go and put your patrol diff in your geezer, mate. <laughs> Just kidding, just kidding, guys. Uh, don't stab me. But anyway, uh, I, but anyway, it had like this weird auto three-speed thing, and that's what took them out of the 900. Yeah. And uh, I think they've gone to an Albans and all the other good gear, and so it'll be interesting to see how that goes too. You know, like obviously it's always just good to see guys getting in faster racing, doing things like well, that. And and you know, like we got Greg, um, as always, red hot. Greg Gardner with a seven liter. With a seven liter. I, and I, oh, I love it. We, I was just going to let the silence and, just because I was just thinking about what that motor is going to sound yes. like. Yeah. Does it yeah. still that, do 9,000 RPM? Yeah. Because oh, I think can it probably guarantee does. it's going to do 9,000. And if it doesn't, it will. Yeah. Craig, <laughs> Craig, for these lights on the dash, <laughs> the rev limiter. Make them go away. Yeah. <laughs> Change gears, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, so good there. Gigi's just a different animal as we keep talking about, so keep a good but, eye but on But, you him. know, like all these guys too, I know it's, it's one of our concerns and we're, we're trying to remedy that as well, is, is chucking a seven litre in at Fink. We're getting in on vapours um, with our fuel capacity, so um, not a lot different to running the, the McIntyre race, um, you know, guessing whether you're actually going to make it to the other end because that's yeah. going to be a boo if you don't do that because yeah. it'll go from hero to zero real quick. Very yeah. fast. So, so yeah, and, you know, it's it's interesting to see some changes. I think the – I I know talking to uh, likes of Bo on them, they're, they're really happy with their, their package on the – with with a little bit bigger truck and and, and bigger motor. They, they, yeah, I, th I think you're going to see some pretty cool stuff. Tell you what, it is a beautifully turned out package too, isn't it? Like it's Beautiful. just so nice. Well, they always always have their gear looking. Yep. Yeah. Look Mickey Mouse, yeah. Yeah. No, just start to finish. Such a beautiful thing. Now, um, I suppose the other thing that we need to talk to. So uh, and listen, we didn't even touch on all the classes because just quietly, us three, we love all the classes, like pro light, sportsman, all the other things that are coming in. Uh, I'm even getting sold. Billy, this is a big call, and I've got to retract over the years, but I'm even getting into the Can-Ams and uh, side-by-sides a little bit. They are getting it to be fast. Oh, they're quick. They are quick. Did you just mute me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. Anyway, but the moral of the story is there's a lot of young fellas coming through that class that uh, oh, yeah. if they get the opportunity to move up, because it's obviously it's a bit of this to get into a bigger car, but it, it's just uh, – it's such a great feeder. Like yeah, I just, well, uh, young Camilleri's yeah. um, out, out there, obviously, with Comiskey Morning, yeah. old Bretto. Yep. Um, and, and yeah, so so the have – Have a look on the uh, entry list, DC. Is the captain there, James Cook? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I, I started, I started calling the captain, mate. He, <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's James wrong. Cook. That's wrong. But, I mean, I, he would the have to dog. be for the, for the no. points, wouldn't he? Uh, yeah, definitely. I yeah, mean, he's, so. done, he's done pretty well. I mean, he did win um, – Round one of the AORC. Yeah, 601 James Cook. Yep. 
Greg Campbell's there, Jeff McNair. This is what I mean. Like, well, initially I try to uh, ignore class six. I know everyone will get really mad at me, but anyway, that's the reality. Um, but like, you know, you start going through like Zach Marsh, you know, he's always fast. There, there's just lots and lots of fast people in that class that are surprisingly, and you know, they're young, they're talented. Well, we're talking about classes now as well. Like you said, you we can't forget about uh, the man, Martin. Oh, in yeah, the yeah, pro-light. pro-light. We yeah, were talking about pro-light. Yeah, yeah, well, right. what I was going to say is actually you just see that it starts flooding back. Um, is uh, Man, I've got to start looking. Is um, Brenty Martin in the V12? No? That's that's his own class, mate. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, yes. I was about to say a gentleman, uh, Jeff Pickering. Yes. So he should be in his um, Ranger. Raptor Ranger. Yep. Yes. So, and, you know, class seven is always one of those things that's just awesome to see. Class eight, obviously, it's going to be a bit of an interesting because we are going through a massive change with class yes. eight. That's just what we're yeah, doing. Absolutely. Uh, it's been coming for a few years, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, um, Colin Hunter really started it yes. a good yep. couple of years yep. ago when he turned up with a million dollar uh, class eight. Yep. Yeah, against everything else. Now, uh, I don't think the technology was there at this point. Yes. The technology's there now. Like, I mean, these yep. cars are going to be fast. Yes. Uh, Bentley's been running fast for ages, but now it's going to be interesting because. Smoothie's going to push him along hard. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a that's yeah. a fast car. Yeah, and and well proven that Mason as well. Like that's I said, right. it's it's not a it's oh. not a shrunk down Mason. Yeah. Oi, isn't it crazy? See, you got to roll through these lists. If Phil Lovett is racing a Class Eight racer as well, so you know there's going to be essentially three or four trophy trucks in Class Eight four wheel drive this year. Yep. You know, and all that R and D and all that development comes along. And you're smiling at me like, oh, no, no, sorry, because <laughs> you're talking about Phil Lovett. I I love it. Yep. Well, one of the things I, that's that's a joke. No, one of the things that I really like about Phil is um, that mad dog mentality from his motorbike racing yep. days still comes through. Do you know that he races that car with an open face helmet? So no windscreen, nothing, but the old open face helmet and a set of motorbikes. Got the full, bugs in the full, full Ivan Stewart style, you know yeah, what I mean? But good. yeah, yeah. He, so at um, at uh, Charters Towers just sucking dust like a madman because he had engine problems. But, yeah, still ran an open-faced helmet, like the mic and everything. Yeah, it was like watching a bit of Ivan Stewart back in the day, but an absolute mad dog. And yeah. that's that's that motorbike mentality that we're talking about. Yeah. And then the other class that's always interesting to watch, I know it's, uh, you know, but it's not. It's in the, it's, they're running in the top 10, which is mad, is the class 10 cars. Oh, yeah. Little, yeah. Well, you, you got Malsey. Uh, is Malsey on the list? Oh, Malsey. I didn't read his name, but he is absolutely on the list. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, because uh, he's, he's on a few, you know, as you cruise the old stalk book and that, he's on a few sneaky lists for top threes, which mm. I, I think is very, you know, uh, it might be sneaky because he might not have the horsepower of some of the real big cars, but man, that, the development they got and the way that BM it's a BMW yeah, D stroked BMW yeah, the sound of it. Oh yeah. yeah it, it, it runs strong. Yeah. yeah. And am I right? Oh, I should, but it's 11,000 RPM. They rev that thing. Mm. Like and, and, and at, um, you know, and he can prologue it too. Yeah. Like he's, he's, he's always sort of in the, in the single digits with his, uh, with his prologue. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Yeah. He's, um, and local got that track knowledge, plenty of time yep. going up and down that track. And I don't mean on the weekends. I mean, he's competed there for a, a long, long time. And um, the suspension, everything set up on that Razorback is is well and truly sorted for Fink and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Sh- should be a good one to watch. Yeah. It'll it'll be cool because I love that you had your list before because, again, ladies and gentlemen, I hope it's coming across. Like, we dead set love this crap. Like, there's so, no text. So, and... uh, you know, uh, put you on the spot. Oh, no. Don't Come do on it. now. Don't We're going to do it. I don't know. Even uh, even just give us your give us your top four. <laughs> four. Top four. 
Yeah, I. I don't know. There's so in any many. order. In any order. There's so order. many. There's so many good ones. Like, like, can I just start listing a few of them? That so in the top. Let's yeah. Who could potentially be on the box? I absolutely think. Obviously, Toby, Bo, Greg Gartner, Trav can absolutely. I mean, all day, every day. Those guys can win it. Shannon Wrench can win it. AJ. AJ can win it. Uh, Ryan Taylor, if he has a great run, will be in the top three potentially. Like he was stonking on the way home. Yep. But that race gets them for some reason. I don't, I don't. I love Ryan. Obviously, we we know each other very well. We race their old car and everything like that. Um. But for some reason, they just have crazy things like they're smoking in fifth and the turbos yep. fall off the thing. Yeah. Like yeah, the yeah. V band failed. Like who has failed V? I know it's it happens, but you know it's just unlucky stuff like that. Um, it's so, refreshing to see sort of going that um, that carefree approach that that they're going on at the moment, which well, is working well from too. It is. Oh, here you go. We'll get we'll get deep with the Taylors, and I love the Taylors, but I reckon that Ryan as a whole needs to just drive the way that Ryan drives. Like Josh navigated for him, guys. Just so we, like Ryan is best exactly what you said when he's carefree, and if he can keep the pressure off his back, he is an animal in a great way. So I think that what always happens is that then uh, Ryan ends up self-inflicted. No, 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 Arthur. He, again, love the dude like a brother, but uh, no doubt he'll start thinking championship and that's when he gets a bit tired or they start making – he'll make decisions that he thinks is better when really Ryan's Ryan. Yeah. He's got championship papes. Brother, you do you and you're the man at the end of the day and and, and that'll be perfect. Yeah. I, I don't know. And because you actually oh, just look. said the same thing, you understand. I think Ryan probably, I'm not telling any secrets to anyone. Like, you know what I mean? Whereas there's probably other guys that work better. Like I probably see, say, Shannon's one that I think that he works better under pressure where he knows where the set points are, where like I've seen Shannon, as you have, where he runs at a, a whatever a pace is and then all of a sudden like, Trav is a prime example. Trav comes out and smokes him by two minutes. And then Shannon just steps up to that pace and does what he needs to do. You know what I mean? Like, I think Shannon's like a, you know, that this has to be right. Everything has to be in position. Whereas, whereas I feel, I, I don't know if this makes sense. I sure it does make sense to you, but Ryan can have three different wheels on his buggy. And if he's having a good day, he's fast. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. He, he can have a fun cheese cutter front wheel hanging off and it can be on three wheels. And, and, and he, as long as he's happy in the car, then he's fast. He'll he'll win races. So, yeah. So I, I definitely I'd love to see them get on the podium, man. It'd be so good for everything. Um, and again, see, this is what I mean. Like, there's just so many. Who am I? Like, Howells is there because mm -hmm. I mean, he can obviously oh. run that pace. Like, who who am I? There's got to be more. There's like, yeah, and yeah. that's why. So this takes us back to when we talk about there was a dude on Facey. I don't even know who it was, and I don't want to don't want to have a stress about anything because I like every everyone's just having a chat. But um, you know, they were like, oh. I think it was Kent Battle now, I think, because Kent Battle's always in trouble. But he said that there's – because I didn't even mention, Habies are in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the more that I just get on, Kent Battle's another one that, given the right day and the right time, and he's getting more and more experience in the car, like, I definitely think he could top five. You know, he could do better depending on who else does what and how it plays out. And, you know? and like, it's <laughs> – it, it, everyone's got to – it's a bit like old Mike Tyson. Everyone's yeah. got to plan until you get punched in yeah, the face. And then yeah. Fink's definitely going to punch in the yeah, face. Yeah, so. yeah. And the dude so, that you think's going to win it yeah. breaks a CV or, or smashes a gearbox on yep. the first lap and you're like, I never saw that coming. You know yep. what I mean? Yeah. Well, Toby's been that guy even like – and obviously he's a, a legend. But, uh, you know, and he'll tell you the story himself, like how close he's been almost every year 
to not finishing that race. Yes. You know what I mean? Like he, he really hasn't had a, like, even if it seems like it on the Red Bull video, there's always something in the background, isn't there? Yeah. And that's probably true of everyone. What about uh, poor old Shannon Wrench? This is years ago. Now I think I'm talking about 2008. And, you know, they got to the end and it was the last call. Oh, yeah, and it broke right. a CV. And, you know, that's that's it. The race Done. is over. Yeah. Um, uh, Bentley came in with his CV literally clanging and falling out. We we could hear Still it. Got from, w. Yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like you said, the, the plan's all good until – and, and oh, oi, here you go, Bill. I'll make – oh, this will get me in trouble because a few people will not like this statement. But in some ways, I'd actually love to see, and no disrespect to anyone – I'd love to see some mad sneaky come out like a dude on a KX privateer that no one knows. And you're like, how the hell did he top? Like, who is this bloke? You know what I mean? Like, it'd just be funny to see the the cat among the pigeons almost. You know what I mean? Like, because again, talking motorbikes now, like obviously Walshy, you know, legend, Longy, legend. You know, there's all, like you said, Callum Norton, like there's all these guys. And when you actually really start thinking about, I mean, safe money, hey you know, you put your money on Walshy, you yep. know, safe money. You put your money on Toby or Bo or, you know, or like one of those, you know, guys that are proven. But it's also like exciting to think that. Other well, there's people- always going to be that young one that's, that's stepping up. Hungry. So, so yeah. they once, and, and, you know, like uh, I, I think, you know, just from observation, it gets to a point where they, it seems to click for them and they, they seem to be able to get that extra bit of grit or whatever it takes to get going. And, yeah. and I, I saw that, come from Grabo to Toby when, yeah. when back in the early days. Well, I mean, I'm glad you brought that up because that right there exudes my point more than anything. Yeah. In 2010, other than a few dudes that knew who he was on the AORC, like the, the enduro scene, yeah. really not many people knew about Toby Price. He came and won that sucker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm. that, like you can say you knew who he was. Most people in 08 didn't know who Toby Price was unless you were talking about it. He was racing a KX out of New South Wales. You know what I mean? Like that's right. He won that sucker. Like and and, and it's always exciting. Like I, I yeah, I, I think you're right. It'd be it'd be nice to see a young fella yeah. that that even you know, if if they didn't get the win, they 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 punched it right up near the top and yeah. get that get that fire in their belly and yeah, yeah. And it's just exciting to see that. Where the heck did that guy come from? But but again, listen, uh, again, all these people that we talk about, like, you know, I'm uber, uh, you know, respectful of the fact that they put in the work. All these people, like, while she's put in the work, oh. you know, uh, Callum Norton's put in the work, you know, even, uh, again, Daniel Sanders would have been a great year to watch that race. <clears throat> so, yeah, unfortunately, um, you know, or oh, so, unfortunately, you know, it's going to be a great one to watch and. Now it probably does take us back, Bill. Like you want to recap because we are we looking at sort of wrapping this up? Um, yeah. because what I really think. Sorry, I'm dying over here. <coughs> we need to um, reiterate about the the meterage. Thirty meters is yes. the key with feet. Yeah, the key. We 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 got the message through. Um, we got the message through from the guys at Fink. Like we really, really, we can't hammer this home hard enough, guys. Um, if you're out there spectating, if you're if you're if you're heading out to the race, we'll we'll just. Let Danny go die somewhere. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, like get, get 30 meters back from the track. Obey everyone that tells you to move. If you need to move, no attitude, just move. Yeah. You know, it, this is a year to pull you, pull, pull, everyone pull their heads in. Um, there's going to be changes. We don't want to, like the guys, don't give the guys attitude that you've done this for 100 years and you've got the right to do it. Yes. That, we, we, we won't have a race if you, if you, um, if, if the, because what what happened and 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 it was very difficult i would imagine for the committee and the sponsors and the organizers to have the coroner's report come out four weeks before the race to me that was just 
you know, nearly nearly a nail in the coffin to have mm. it that close. So these guys have worked really, really hard. They're still working right now to to, to thrash and get this stuff through yep. to provide the entertainment for you guys to go have it. So so just go there, ask plenty of questions, you know, um uh don't if you find find an official that looks like they know what they they're talking about just 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 ask them to make sure that you're doing the right thing but it's pretty common sense there's going to be signs there's going to be um definitely a few like i said a few changes but just work with them and um everyone will have a bloody great year out there yeah, absolutely, Bill. Now, uh, just again, because I really want to, we really want to nail this home, guys. Because obviously, we love Fink. We want this. Right. Everyone loves Fink. Uh, talk to people everywhere that uh, you know they they really are into it. And I can't stress this enough. But what I think of the other thing that we really need to recognise in Australia is they do not race like this in America anymore. Like that, those old days of wild race. Like if you go to Mint, yeah. you're in a spectator. Yeah, area. yeah, yeah. So, so to bring bring things into reality um yeah and like like i said for for pound for pound if you go to mint there's spectator areas that you pay to go in with security and you're locked in a car like you're locked in a fence yep. and there's rules where the cars can't pass going past you and and you know and and that's the progression of where you know we'll see our racing go but we we are the last race that we can run like this other than Mexico. Yeah. So if you're not in Mexico, there's the this and and you know, Mexico's a law unto itself. So don't, that's not sort of a real world for us Westerners, yeah. is it? So uh, I just I can't I know where you, like you're just driving at home that how important it is and to realize how rare what we have is. I know we've been doing this for generations and a lot of guys, you know, it's probably hard because even we're crying out because it's some locals too, you know what I mean? I know there's a lot of guys that run from everywhere, but, you know, like it's it's for everyone to understand how important it is. Well, it's it, it's so important for Alice Springs. Like Alice Springs has been having a, 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 a you know, a rough go um, in the last few years. And, and, and you know, they've, they've got more than enough, um, you know, more than enough trouble um, getting everything in line. Um, you know, to, to lose races like, to, to lose a draw card like Fink, um, would 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 just be another nail in the coffin for a for a town that's 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 struggling a bit, um, and and you know like yeah it's 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 just so important that people listen to the and 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 definitely don't give any any official a hard time because they're going to be that they've already done you know up until now they've they've probably done more work than most thinks before the race even starts and like, they're volunteers. It's yeah. not a paid position. They're volunteers, so they're just trying yeah. Well, to you could them. hear Kels this afternoon, like, yeah. like the, tonight. She was, you know, literally worn yeah. out already. Yeah. So, so everyone. Well, listen, I imagine that this is a big race to organise, even if it was. Oh like, yes. right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what the the pressure these guys have had put on them um, in the last four weeks would have been incredible. Um, if you and I've talked about it. We we thought there was more chance that the race wouldn't yeah. run um, than than did. So they they. They've uh, pulled something out of the bag yep. there. Um, it's it's um, so yeah. By all means, we want people to get out there and enjoy it, yeah. and 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 don't be shied off the race. You know, it, it's it's a sign of the times. Um, you know, that's the first accident in a long time. Um, there there were the, the the media report to me, and this is my opinion only. Like so, don't yeah. This is not official because I'm not an official guy, but but the you know to me they got a real bum steer to to get the report four weeks out from the race. I thought I think that's really unfair, and yep. and also the media reporting on that 
uh, from the ABC I thought was pathetic. Like it really didn't sum up. It summed up a, a one-sided uh, view of it and um, and they didn't take into account what that race means to Alice Springs because it's a slippery slope we travel down. You know, if if um, you know when do when when do main roads start picking up the responsibility for people killed on bad roads? You know, yep. like it, it's a, it's an accident. It happened. The guy was told to move a bunch of times. Yep. yep. Well, a part failed. A part failed. You know that that's 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 the trifecta of 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 a of an of, of an of incident. You know, an accident. Yeah. Yes, I, and I think I think you hit the nail on the head there, Bill. When you said the guy was told to move, he was told to move, and no disrespect to yep. his, you know, his friends, his family, everything like it's that. Like it, it yeah, is an absolute, it's an, it's absolute, an absolute, absolute tragedy. tragedy. Yeah, but it's one that we want to avoid happening again. Yep. Like yep. that, that is worst case scenario. Um, you know, hey, as competitors, people that have raced this track, like think about the poor driver yes. and the navigator that were involved in this. Yeah, there the seems they to be a big with push. That every day. It seems to be a big push recently for everyone just to stay in their rooms and and um, and and get your information from the from your computer screen and not get out and live your life. Yep. But you know, like the reason we love racing is because we're out doing things that are yep. difficult. Yep. Like if, if if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Yeah. So so um, you know, it's it's, it's just... and I guess you're saying all the things that we love as spectators out there are the reasons that they want to take us away. Yes. So if we respect it a little bit and understand what the concerns are, it's not just, Oh yeah. Just, re- just remember why you're out there. It's yeah. not, it's not just another BNS. It's not yep. just another trip yeah. to the races. And, yep. and you know, like that, that is a side of society that I am probably pretty, pretty annoyed with because yeah. they, they've ruined a lot of things. Like young people don't get to experience things because of a, a, a few. Yep. Yeah. You know, like the, BNSs don't happen anymore because it, it got out of control and they got them shut down. Yep. But, but, um, and, 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 you know, like even family, like even picnic races end up, you know, uh, they struggle to, to enjoy the freedoms that we used to enjoy. So, so, you know, we, we've got an element of people that are probably coming to these races that are, are just out to, yeah. to, to just be selfish. Yep. Well, and, and the big one too is if a volunteer or, you know, an official's asking you to move, they're not asking you to move because they want to be fun police or yeah. they want to be Nazis yeah. or, or heck, they probably don't even want to really have to be there moving you on. No. It's just what we have to do to keep this race yeah. going. Yeah, and, and if look, if they if they sound they, they could even sound grumpy, like yeah. deal with it. Yeah. Like just just put your hand up. They're they're, they're there, the race is on. Yep. Yeah. 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 No, and, and that's a good point, Bill, because as of a couple of weeks ago, the race I don't want, to, but it, it was potentially not on, and that yep. would have been a travesty for all of us. Well, we, we, you can imagine what it's going to be like for me to go out there and not race. Oh, but I'm going anyway yeah, because yeah. I want to make sure this goddamn race keeps You're going, and, yep. and and to see my boys and yep. make yep. sure they're all going yep. well. And yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. And I'm looking forward. To, I'm going to going to get up early, um, early Wednesday morning, boost out, and yep. and then enjoy that trip out there, which is always yeah. Always fun. Listen, in many ways, it's probably you'll enjoy it. I reckon, Bill. Like, it's funny coming from every like. Uh, for, so, if you guys, uh, we've all done different things, bikes and racing and cars. And, like, some of the best trips are the weekends where you're not racing. I don't, I don't, obviously, racing's the best ever. Like, let's call it back. But it's amazing how much fun it is when you don't have that overarching responsibility of racing a car. Well, I'm not missing packing. Yes, yeah. all that stuff. You know, and and you said boosting across. Like, it's not trucks and trailers and yeah. cars and yeah. pre-run cars and motorbikes like you can just uh, i'm going out with a swag <laughs> in a y62 this year how easy is that yeah yeah so no it'll be pretty fun it's going to be a great year there's no question about that 
and uh and and yeah let's just crank it up it's going to be a good one and uh in case everyone yeah well, I mean, right. obviously who's going to get the biggest jump at the finish line there's one you, you'll oh, answer see, bill bill's just I'm, sad that he I'm, won't be there to do it i'm gonna have to say Unfortunately, Greg's probably going to take that out. There's which nothing I'm unfortunate no, about that. No, 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 it's annoying because I like doing it. No, no that, that's what I was about to say. Greg Greg seems to save all of that finish line jump for the way, for the way home. Oh, yeah. And no, jump that, off it. That yeah. makes absolutely no oh, sense. Oh, but it's sick to watch. I know, like, it's so gangster. Zero speed time gain at all. But lots of fans. Yeah. Lots of fans. It's there yeah. for the crowd. <laughs> uh, yeah. Howes has done some Hellman jumps off that. Oh, true. Josh has, yes. Um, I'm going to stick with GG. I'm sorry. Yeah, GG's definitely good. They, they, listen, when you start there, yeah. and you know, that's that's a good one because that is one that every now and then are just a, a, a rank outsider can surprise yeah, yeah. you. <laughs> I think they surprise themselves when yeah, they do it. Yeah. I still remember the year that dude, and this is not cars now, this is motorbikes. The dude, remember the dude on like the RMZ? We were yes. there because we're, uh, as car racers, you're there very early. And then we used to cheer the bikes in because we're just mad bike boys. And old mate jumped and landed on the wrong side of the fence. He was outside. The, there's another reason to have 30 meters back. But yes. yeah, he oh, scared wait. himself. Yeah, like yeah, it was, yeah. He didn't know what to he do. He had to work out. Good. He <laughs> made it, which was, we were blown away. But then he had to get off that service road to the left and get back on the racetrack somehow. Yeah. So it actually, he lost about three minutes or yeah, something yeah. Trying, trying to work to get out back and get back on the track. track. Yeah. Oh, no. He was just right around in a circles. There. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it was an entertaining, it's always, again. And, you know, like, that's what it's going to be at the, at the, at you know, after the race is done, there's going to be more things to watch. Yeah, going to be more, more yeah, yeah. laughable things that, yeah. that happen. And uh, yeah. Well, boys, we'll have to catch up again. Oh, it's my turn to return the ribbing. Hey, Josh, how are you going out to Fink this year? I'm oh, not. not going to Fink. No, Bill, not. I'll see you in the commentary tower, my man, <laughs> at Fink and have a good time. And Josh, yeah, me. <laughs> What's that mute, buddy? He yeah. just keeps doing Boy, it. That's what I, when he's the tech. Yeah, yeah. The joys of uh, being the boss. But no, unfortunately not making Fink this year. Um, my birthday's in September. So I ended up having June girls. Oh, oh man. Geez, where's that's the, a bit too much information. Where's that mute button? button? Like, anyway, the moral story is it's going to so be if a you great see me on the, if you see me on the podcast with two black eyes next time, you know what's happened when oh, I got well, home. Well, yes. No, nah, but it'll be a good year and it's going to be a great race. And I tell you what, boys, it was an absolute ple pleasure wrapping up because we did have a few races, didn't we? Like, again, we were talking about the, the King of the Strip. Lounsey was great. Thanks for organizing. We didn't even that really touch on McIntyre. Cause look, that was, a, that was a hell of a good race. Well, I, no one cares good. about that, mate. Some well, losers maybe, want no, it. No, no. Well, well, maybe that time we can get uh, get young Al Cornick on for a wrap-up. Yes. Yeah. And we better get uh, Comiskey on at some point yes. soon, too. Yes. That would be pretty fun. It would yeah. be a good time. We can yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fire up the smoker and have a good time again because yeah, yeah. Bill's always a winner there. Well, that's what I had to duck off for. Okay. Put, it's yeah. a warm tea up, good. mate. Well, we, we've, got a, we've got a bit cooking there, mate. Good man, good man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and with that, we wrap up. Bill, thanks for joining us as always, and this is the Dirtbags Podcast. Thank you.